Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. All right. All right. All right, all right, all right. All right. Welcome in, everybody. It is Wednesday, November 22nd. Happy Thanksgiving Eve to all who celebrate. This is the Mike Rutherford Show. We're coming to you from the world-famous University of Louisville College of Business Studios here in sunny and lovely Louisville, Kentucky. Definitely not snobbish. Definitely not, uh, you know, entitled. Louisville, Kentucky. Here on the air today from 3.05 until 6 on 14.50 a.m., 96.1 FM, streaming all over the land. You know us better as the Big X. And a reminder, UofL College of Business Studios wants to let you know that you can get your MBA in just 12 months and feel like you're being paid to do so in the process. The way to make that happen, the first step, visiting business.louisville.edu to start your journey today. Happy to be on the air. Happy that it's almost a holiday. Happy to have Trevor Kelsey uh, awake, alive, and alert for the next three hours, hopefully. It's been a long day for him. If you didn't listen this week, he lost his bet with uh, Scooter Dingus, a.k.a. Justin Kalen. Again. Uh, again uh, over the Louisville-Kentucky game, which in turn required him to get up this morning, run the, the board, produce for KRC from 7 to 9. He then taped another show with KRC uh, from 9 to 11, and then worked, I think, some of the middle shows. He's still here. I didn't actually do the middle shows. I, I did leave around right oh, before. Oh, that's right. Scoots generously gave you that point on the spread. Yeah, and 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 he, I, I did, I did leave though. Like he was, I think it was going to be ten minutes before eleven when I left here. So it was, uh, I could have stayed, I guess, but I'm glad I didn't because I got a little nap in. You still got up early. Oh, I did. Yeah, I was, I was here before everybody else. I woke up at like six a.m. Jeez, and you did I radio. I, I, I How are you holding up? It's playing fast and oh. loose with the word radio there but yeah i mean i <laughs> i was here if that's what and i was on the air um i mean yeah it was, it was a fun it was a fun show i mean we had uh cory price here doing some trivia which i mean i got one question right or at least one part of a third of the question right good um most of the rest of it was wrong and but it was some good stuff and i got to meet him and i never met him before he's a good guy and then uh and tj left bounced a little few minutes early and then me and nick did the last segment and then me and Nick did some uh, some little previewing for Friday show. Did it get so I, I haven't heard anything today. I didn't get a chance to listen. Did it get a little contentious, a little spicy? Oh no, 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 no. The the, the it was it, the the pepper was just fine in, in KRC studio this morning. Nick is to give a spoiler. His I asked him his confidence level. He's at a three point five. He's not feeling good. He's not feeling good at all. He's I feel, know TJ's feeling good. I, I'm assuming I don't know if it has something to do with how just how horrendous the South Carolina trip was overall for him. A rough go. Oh yeah, I mean from wreck to sprinkler to, to just just getting just destroyed on the field. Uh, he's 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 lacking confidence. He is. He's he's feeling it. TJ yesterday on the other hand, 
uh, looks at us and looks at it through the same similar eyes that he looked at the last few years when we came in kind of chesty and was like, you know, you barely beat Virginia is not very good. You you know, your only big win is Notre Dame, and they're kind of overrated. You know, have you played anybody, you know, really distinct that you should beat us just handily? I mean, I don't think so. Which his argument does stand some ground, but you know. on the other hand, imagine getting blown out by every good team you've played and losing to some crappy teams. And still saying that, he, yeah, he's he's. Not, I think I think his point is he's more of just focusing on us and our resume than his own at this point. Which is what UK fans, by and large, are doing at this point. Well, when you're a we played tougher dog, teams, you should. We've I mean, played a lot tougher teams. How'd that go for you? We've played tougher teams. We've played tougher teams. <laughs> by the way, you said something just thinking about the beginning of the show. What kind of elitist snob doesn't celebrate Thanksgiving? Well, no. Do you not really understand that reference? Do you know no. what I'm, you, no, no, you know I, what I'm talking about? I didn't get the reference. No, am I, am we had I, an inflammatory rivalry quote yesterday. Well, no, I got. That's why I threw the that in there. I said, but you said some people don't celebrate tomorrow Thanksgiving. I'm like, who doesn't do that? I just said to all those who celebrate because oh. everybody says that for every holiday now. No, ah, okay. I was gonna say because I was like, what is there? Is like, is there a religion that doesn't do Thanksgiving? Did you imagine just being like that one? Um, I mean, yeah, but. Yeah, I didn't think so. I thought everybody did Thanksgiving. No, thought, and, not, yeah. ev- not everybody does Thanksgiving. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's like when Washington put out the uh, Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll give you that. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, the, the other part, yes, I did see that. We okay. talked about it this morning. We'll get into that today, yeah. too. Yeah. We, we, we have lots to talk about. We, we'll get into the Kentucky. Uh, I mean, look, it, it had been too long. Since we'd had a good old rivalry week, inflammatory quote from one side, typically it's going to come from UK side, and this year it did as well. We'll get into that. There were some other things that I thought were said yesterday that were a little bit interesting. Um, a quick look at UK that I took, that that a couple of stats that popped out to me that are, are noteworthy. We'll obviously talk more about the game in depth on Friday, which we will be on the air, 3-6 to six on Friday, getting you ready for the Governor's Cup on Saturday. But some there are some things to be said, a couple of hoops, uh, leftover notes to talk about. There are things to get to. We'll talk a little Thanksgiving. Uh, we've got a. It's a big anniversary for you history buffs out there today. I don't know if you're aware of that, TK. Uh, I believe it has something to do with the RIP, Mr. President. It, yes. Or is it? Bec- or is it the fact that today Rodney Dangerfield been 102 years old? Both you know, of those. That's things. what I'm celebrating. Both of those things. Uh, he, he gets no respect. No respect. No Birthdays respect. on the same day JFK got killed. No yeah, respect. No respect. <laughs> no respect. The president I has no respect. So- how, dare, how dare Ozzy? Soiled the great birthday of, of Rodney Dangerfield on doing that that day. Yeah, but I, I'm glad you're just. Uh, I'm glad you're in good spirits. I'm glad you're awake and alert. I'm, I'm glad you're ready to go. I am. I, mean, I guess today. I mean, like you said, we'll talk some Governor's Cup. I guess we should say that mostly for Friday, right? I mean, yeah, there are a few well, things. Well, to well say. I'm sure we'll talk about it. Obviously, you mentioned the, the UK player and everything, but we'll get into the predictions and everything on. Uh, Friday, right? We'll do our standard Friday stuff. Okay. We'll do the, uh, the the pick 'em, which is coming down to the wire now. We'll do our <laughs> big uh, X picks, big X big bets, which have been oof, struggling a little bit. I think I'm down to 500 now. I kind of want to put your lines on there for tomorrow, but I guess I can't do that, can I? Not it's technically not the weekend. Uh, you're right, and, and we know, but and what do we know about Trevor in the weekdays? Doesn't go well. No, even though yesterday I did pick Marquette, so I was like, well, I'm going to bet Kansas, and you know. No, that didn't go well. I did win the under on both halves, though. I've been doing really well on that lately. Really? I don't know. Maybe, I, maybe I'm just catching the, the gamblers in an early part of the season where they're just overestimating. I'm hitting the under every time on halves, first and second halves each. Speaking of, this is the worst day to not have – one of the worst days to not have TVs in here now because we've got – I mean – Make good games. We least we missed the first half of the second one. Well, we got Tennessee-Kansas going on right now and then the Maui Championship, which I still am – I say this every year now. I'm furious that it moved from the late-night Maui title game – I think it's the dumbest thing in the world Agreed. to play it at 5 p.m. It's a rite of passage to grow up watching that Maui title game. You watch it as a kid when you're staying up too late because 
you know, you don't have school on Thanksgiving. Then you would watch, I got older, I watched it at like the bars or we watched it when we were pre-gaming before we went to the bars. And then, you know, you kind of watched it. I remember watching it with my wife when we first got married. Was the Alaskan shootout the same weekend as well, usually? I think it was later. I couldn't remember because that was the other one you'd stay up late to watch. I just remember the Maui title. The game, Maui was always. always more popular. Uh, yeah, but the Alaska was the other one. I always remember just getting to stay up late and watching. That's why I couldn't remember if they were on the same time or not. Yeah, I mean, I stayed up late last night and watched that Marquette game. And I did too. Regretting but, it a little bit tonight, today, but I was not going to. And then Shaka and Bill Self almost threw hands. I'm like, yeah. well, I can't go to sleep now. I mean, you got <laughs> you have Shaka wanting to kick Bill Self's ass and yelling at him for five minutes. I've got to see how this plays out, and it ended up not being worth staying up for because Marquette just kind of kicked Kansas's ass for the they second did. half. Yeah, they could not handle those guards at all. Is Kansas a fraud? Hmm. I don't know if Kansas, but I think Marquette was just on fire in that game just a little bit, but I could be wrong. I think that, because I've been downplaying Marquette all preseason, my thing, they, they look like a well-oiled machine, but they should look like a well-oiled machine this early in the season. They're the best team in terms of returning production from yeah. last season. Like, like the, I, I, My concern with Marquette long-term, I think, they're, I think they're good. I think they could very easily win the Big East again. I think they could very easily be a top-two seed again. My concern is they are higher to their ceiling right now than just about any other top 10 team because it's all the same guys from last year. They know each other. There was no learning curve. There's no, I'm still trying to learn a new system. Like, they've got this. Like, they are, they're not a finished product. They'll get better because every team does, but they are closer to being a finished product than teams like Kansas and, and Tennessee and all these other teams that are in the top 10. So that's my concern about Marquette long term. But I mean, would I be surprised if they go out there and they beat Purdue today, who also returned a lot of working parts from last year? No. Like, they, I mean, they look just straight up better than Kansas for the entire game last night. Um, but it was fun. Like that game was good. Tennessee Purdue was was ugly to watch. A lot of free throws. The the refs. It became a ref show early on, and kind of a ref show later on. The second half was a, a bit more entertaining, but it, it was kind of a, a bummer way to start off two big time semifinals last night. But I still enjoyed it. It's just nice to have. I, I love feast week hoops. I love you know people are you know, off work, not us, but you, you, people are staying up early, who staying up late. We don't typically watch college basketball and getting into there's more of a conversation. Like it's it's just a lot of fun. There's always something happening, which I enjoy. Um, I'm enjoying the game. I mean, do we? Ha- what is, is there a game later than the five o'clock? Is there, there's some later games tonight, right? Well, the the, the other two Maui the, the the consolation games will be after that. Like UCLA will play. I mean, UCLA Gonzaga will be fun, and, and that's going to tip off at like right before midnight. So that's that'll be fun. Yeah, yeah. They, they have a good rivalry going. Um, I know that. The Fort Myers game, uh, West Virginia is going to play Virginia. That's like at six. Stanford plays Arkansas. If you want to watch LLS, you can do that tonight on ESPNU. Uh, James Madison is playing in their conference in their tournament championship game against like Fresno. North Carolina already won today. They they got pushed for a little bit. Jalen Withers played really well for them. Got a shout out from John Rossi. I'm like, this is this is hell. This is of course Jalen Withers is just lighting it up on national TV. <laughs> but uh, you know, besides that, you know, you've got. There are always going to be games on, like there's the, which is the good thing about it. They may not be great games, but if you're just looking for a little bit of action, something to watch, something to bet on, there's always going to be something going on during these these few days, which is awesome. I'm always looking for something to bet on. I mean, we've got like even right now, like you've got Colorado State, Boston College playing, which is not an attractive game, but it's basketball. Take the under in the second half. Uh, I think that that's not looking good for you. Well, are they in the first? Are they? What, They're in the second half. They're, they're oh, four well, minutes never, to go. It's no, seventy-six mind. to sixty-three. Skip that game. Go to the next one. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta catch. You gotta catch it at halftime. Or very best time to bet an under and and half is let the, one of the other teams come out and hit like back-to-back baskets and watch it jump up real quick and then hit it because it's gonna go back down right away. Gambling expert Trevor Kelsey. Hey, I'm just here to help people. Right there. If I can't give you the winning pick, I can give you the winning recipe. I had the uh, Ooh, recipe sounds good. The wife and kids left for for Springfield uh, early this morning, or late this morning. 
So I've got like the house to myself tonight. Ooh, oh, oh. I wish that we didn't have a late night Maui. You know game. what that means? Laundry and getting work done. That means that means Chinese food for dinner. It probably does mean Chinese food yes. for dinner. <laughs> and then quite literally means me doing all the laundry that I've neglected and then trying to get some work done for Friday and Saturday. Which is now, when do they, not exciting. Do they come back tomorrow night or No, they'll come back tomorrow morning. Oh, so they're doing like a Wednesday night Thanksgiving thing? Kind of. So if you remember like last year, remember Mary went on her work trip and brought back COVID. And so we like we couldn't do Thanksgiving last year. Like Vaguely. I, mem- yeah. I remember the work trip and COVID. I just didn't remember the timing maybe. But so yeah. we d- they all got it that week and then I got it the week after, which was lovely. Um, <laughs> like we, we rotate Thanksgiving still. One year we go to Springfield. The next year we stay in town and go to my parents' house. So like okay. yeah, Christmas, we, we've worked it out so we can do both families and you know we just do christmas with my family talking to somebody about that today like doing two thanksgivings in one day has got to be the most annoying thing oh i've got friends that are that are like we've one dinner at three and then one at five i'm like uh, how do you even do that i i, I couldn't i couldn't handle you're not it. enjoying anything because you don't want to eat too much at one or the other it just it and seems, you're rushing and you're yeah, running all over the place I, I did it one i did it well two years when i was with with the, with the girl i was with and I hated it both times. I was like, "This is." We did my family, then we had to do her dad's, and we did her mom's. And I was it's like, too much. Too yeah, because our parents were divorced. I was like, "Come on, that's a lot." Oh yeah, and I mean, you and I love turkey. Don't get me wrong. The favorite part about one of those is I remember her her her, her cousin was has like uh, he just come back from like Japan with a with a wife, and her her you know every family's got that like usually it's the aunt who's kind of clueless and always says kind of dumb things. I have an aunt like that. Yes. And we're, I, remember, I just remember we're at Thanksgiving, and her aunt's just sitting there trying to, like, talk to this woman, doing the old, like, slow talk, thinking, like, it's going to, like, help her understand. Oh, She's like, are you liking America? I'm like, I'm just sitting there just, like, shaking my head. And it's, then she said something that made me laugh so hard I could up. She's like, it's got to be hard being away from your family in Japan on the holidays like this. I'm like, dude, I don't think the people in Japan know what Thanksgiving is. <laughs> like, wait, do you, you realize it's an American holiday, right? <laughs> to start laughing, I couldn't help it. But so they went there because we weren't able to do Thanksgiving any, with anybody last year. It was supposed to be our year to go to Springfield. Um, so like Mary didn't want to like just miss it for two years in a row. So she just took the kids down there just to like you know be there for the night at least. And COVID just screwing up the rotation. Yeah, it really did. Well, it's uh, it, like it's just kind of like everything's sort of thrown into disarray right now because the, the Mary's youngest sister Kaylee just had a baby. So like you know their oh, yeah. schedule is kind of is thrown off a little bit, and it's just a lot going on. So they'll come back tomorrow morning. We'll watch the Lions game, maybe watch a little at uh, the end of the parade, and then go over to my parents and and have a have dinner, come back, and then get ready to. Hopefully whoop on, up on Kentucky this weekend. You got chilled during the Lions game though, right? What you don't you don't do anything during the Lions game? You're oh no, to, are you allowed, you're allowed to be kind of like my family's always been? We're gonna eat during the Lions and then just you know relax. No, no, no. We did. See, I, I grew up. We don't we don't eat until the Lions are done. Oh, uh, see, we've always been more of an early afternoon. We've always been like usually a halftime Lions game. It's time to eat, and then by the end of the Lions game, it's like okay, you know they've it's been too early. It's like one thirty. That's, that's see that's but that's part of, that's part of my family is that I can get that now I can be home by like four with leftovers. Yeah, I got the rest of the day. I can watch two more games in my own comfort. It's like Thanksgiving lunch. <laughs> That's a good lunch, though. We eat at five, uh, typically. So we, we'll do. We'll watch the Lions at my house. Then we'll go to uh, to my parents' house, do dinner there, have some dessert, be back home. Maybe watch a little Ole Miss Mississippi State, whatever yeah, basketball games on that ball, night. Yeah. yeah, there's always gonna be something going on. And then Friday, get back to work. We'll be out here doing the radio show. Get ready for UK. 
Speaking of the radio show, uh, they want to see if they can put my door on. So do you want to take a quick hit, look at little early quick break this segment? We can do that. Yeah, we, we are getting new doors here in the studio. They've yeah, been You've been installed, but they need to install mine now. So. We now have a window out, so I don't feel like I'm in a jail cell, although I kind of miss it. I kind of miss my little block here. Uh, so we'll, we'll take a break so we can put Trevor's door on. Classic radio. Does that, I, just when you think there's something you could, could you thought you would never <laughs> say on this show. Like now, we it just it, that comes up. When we return, Trevor will have a door, and we'll talk uh, more here on fourteen fifty and ninety six one. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Honey Baked Ham in New Albany is the perfect spot for a healthy alternative. All right, welcome back in. Wednesday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96 The Big X. Are, are, they, are they done doing the stuff? Uh, no, he's very he's, loud. No, he's got, he's got a little bit more to do, so I'm going to have to mute my mic here in a minute. But I do have some issues over here already. Oh, okay. For starters... Troy's like, I need to get you another key. I'm like, okay. He's like, because these doors lock automatically. I'm like, we'll just put the key in the outside door handle. And, you know, the way it locks, I can. It's like, no, it locks you in the inside. So if I, like, you shut this door and the key's not in the door, like it is now, like, I'm locked in here. Oh, in your personal door. In my personal in your, door. In the production room. In my, in this, yeah, in this room, it like locks. <laughs> I, mean, this is, so, I mean, this is going to be, this is a disaster. So you understand, like, and I don't know, uh, give like a description. You understand it. And, like anybody else that's like been this doing those. Like we have windows in these rooms. Yes. And they're, they're very low cut windows, but they're very thin windows. Yes. Therefore, like I looked at Troy as soon as he told me, I'm like, you're gonna have me in a like a Winnie the Pooh moment over here. Aren't if you? you get locked in that in that room, you're not gonna be able to crawl, crawl through that window. I, I can get halfway out the window. I think it'd be. I, I'm Could looking you at it right people now. People coming to church like on a Sunday. Like I've been here since Friday. Like just stuck halfway through the window. I don't think you're making it through that window. <laughs> Scares me. <laughs> I seem to find myself in a predicament. <laughs> and, now, and now here's something, here, here's issue number two. Like he puts on the door. I'm like, all right, great job. Thanks, man. And he, they tell me I'm about to get locked in probably at some point, you know. And I look at him like, wait a minute. My door's like solid wood. I don't have a window. Oh, you didn't get the window? And I'm like, well, what with this, Troy? I didn't get a window. He was like, well, we only had two. two we had three doors with two windows. He's like, I gave the one to Rutherford into the studio who already has a couch in it to begin with. Now they get a window, too. I don't have a couch. No, I'm talking about the other couch. Yeah, the other studio. They, yeah, they, they got yeah. a couch, like a TV. Like, I think there's a Coke machine in there. We get a new chair in here. We get... You got a new chair, too? I'm not sitting in it. It's on the other side. I mean, but what yeah. the bleep, man? I mean, you get a... I, I was like... If anything, I thought I'd get a window, you know, so people come by and look at the big dumb animal, but... You know, I, I guess apparently I'm just being locked in my room like sloth over here. With Trevor, we need to stay in your room. Why? <laughs> no, because you're an embarrassment. Okay, <laughs> no window. I mean, there, I mean, I, I guess they assumed that they they left me the track, you know, the tray full of, of of goodies in here. So I've got food, even though I got a beep. This this has got to be Scoots. This has Scoots run over. So in this little tray over here are Scoots like brought him in. He, he's already said that the Oreo cookies. He brought in everything. No, he told me. Uh, uh, what's her name? The uh, 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 Jessica. Jessica brought him in. Yeah. Oh, really? No, Jessica brought all this stuff in. She told me that. Oh. And in part of it, they're like little two packs of Starburst. 
Mm-hmm. And it's like, I guess they're mystery packs. Like you open up, you don't know what to post. Well, in this tray now is just a half dozen lemon Starbursts. That's Scoots. It's got to be Scoots. He's, he's got to be opening them up and just dropping the lemons and taking the cherries and the oranges. Ridiculous. I mean, who does that? That's a sociopath move, Terrorist. right? Yeah. yeah. Awful. Terrorist. Yeah, exactly. Horrible. <laughs> so, yeah, so I got a door, but that's my issues. I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm enjoying the new door here. I mean, I, I didn't realize we we're going to be dealing with this. Day. I feel bad for Debbie at the front desk. Like they've had that door open the entire day at the front, and it's pretty cold out there. She's yeah. just freezing. She brought a dog. She did bring the dog. I love the doggy. I did learn today also that Troy has an office in the house behind us. I just thought he hadn't been working for like six months. No, that's where he he works. Now, yeah, so. he's like, I'm, he's like, do you think I'm never here? I'm like, yeah. I mean, I kind of did too. For a while. <laughs> I thought he was. He goes, no, I'm I'm back here like every day. I'm like. Okay, and he showed. Me, I got a tour. I was. Uh, it was pretty cool. Oh, you never been back there before? No, I'd never, I'd, I'd, the I never. The only time I've been back there was for the big meeting with Master P. Oh, well, and the, he showed me like where they had the meeting set up now and everything with the room. Yeah, it looks nice. I was. Well, this little house, like this, is like a crash pad I could use. We walked in there. We had the. There were still, I think, the price tags on the chairs. So it was not. <laughs> it, was, it was a lot. Of it was a work in progress. I've not been there since. But yeah, this this construction is. I mean, Give it a second. Can people hear that? Oh, yeah. bus form. Oh, Trevor, <laughs> Trevor's going to have to mute himself. We are dealing with <laughs> so loud. We are dealing with... Uh, Apparently we, locking me in with no window <laughs> didn't, wasn't enough to silence me. Now they want to drill me. That didn't sound right. This is, what, <laughs> this is what you get when you have the Thanksgiving Eve Mike Rutherford show spectacular. This is what we envisioned. I, I don't know if they thought we weren't doing the show today, but there's been a lot of... Uh, you know, there's. I, I walk in, you, know, you and I park, and they're out there like sawing stuff in, in, the, in the parking lot. Just getting ready for whatever's going on. Then I come in here and see all the doors happen. I was like, "Geez!" So we're just yeah, construction all over the place today. It's yeah, fine. it's looking good. I mean, we're we're moving forward, baby. We are moving forward. I put the Dewan Wheat poster up yesterday. They had a little bit of beef with that this morning, which I don't know how you did. Okay, you can fill the bus for me for a second. Okay, all right. <laughs> I don't. I was quiet, man. You didn't have to quiet me. I, I can. Oh, he's got one more. Hold on. All right, just just stay quiet over there. We. we, we... <laughs> We're dealing with in-show construction. It's fine. If it all leads to Trevor getting a fully functioning door, then it's all going to be worth it. This is a perfect time to plug the Thornton sex line. We want to hear from you today. 502-414. Can people hear that? It's very loud. 502-414-1450. Is it? It's so loud is the Thornton's text line. A reminder, Thornton's giving you the best Thanksgiving deals in the city, both at the pump and inside. If you want to stop in and pick up a tasty treat, Thornton's is the place to go. If you want to save some money on your gas, Thornton's is also the place to go, but you have to be a refreshing rewards program member to take full advantage. Download the app, become a member today, and then text us at 502-414-1450. TJ was not happy. I told him we were giving uh, little Howard and Lime Beard on, on Sunday. Well, there's one way to avoid that. There is. Have your team win the game. He was, and he 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 appreciate he he wasn't. I don't say he was mad that we put up the poster. He was like, "It's a cool poster to put up, though." So I guess it's okay. It's kind of like what he gave me. I was like, well, thanks. I moved the... But then Roush was like... Roush acted like he'd never had seen it. He was like, hey, it's like, oh, I get it. Like, Wheaties box. That's Roush funny. is young. They're both just too young. How do you not know that? I mean, it's like, I, is it safe to say this is most, probably the most famous, like, global poster? Sports poster? Besides maybe the Dr. Duncanstein one. That was the other one he said. I, Which is weird. When I said to Kentucky, I was like, yours is a, it's not your hockey team, probably. Yeah. <laughs> With Ashley Judd. Yeah. That or the maybe Jamal Mashburn... Blowing up the basketball. That was also really fun. Now, see, I, I am a, I understand that this is a shared space. You know, the, the old studio was just kind of like that was yeah. the, that was ours, right? Like we just did the show. So if we want to put Louisville stuff up, up over there, 
that was fine. But now, you know, we've got KRC, we've got Spears, we've got Dennis, and everyone's doing their show from here. So I did move down the B-SIM poster that he brought in, which I, I still think is it's an important piece of Big X history. He's our first in-studio guest at the new studio. Went poorly, but doesn't matter. He was here, and he brought that poster. So I, I, I had it up initially. I didn't move it down to make room if Roush or Walker wanted to put up like a UK thing right next to the, the, the wheat poster on that wall. Because there's not a lot of space because you've got the little sound. I don't know what they're called, like the, the, the black foam stuff. Yeah, to help keep sound in. Right. So like, that takes up most of the wall. So there's not a whole lot of place to put up posters here. But I had the UofL one up there. But I, I did give them that space if they wanted to put up something UK there. Because I'm, I'm nice. I don't even think we had the, I think the only UK poster we even had at the other studio was my was the Nazi Muhammad autographed one, and that was mine. There was a decent amount of UK stuff up there. Yeah, but poster-wise, I mean. Well, I guess there was, there was there was team posters that had been collected over the years. Yeah. We can always hang something up in here if you want. Yeah. We, can, I mean, yeah, we got a little bit well, of wall kind of space. It's kind of up to you. We, we have two extra posters if you want to put those up in there. Yeah, I have no yeah, I have no problem with that. And we can always hang. I've got some spaces here between my, uh, my foam as well. Yeah. Well, I don't know scoots because I, I, unlike you, I don't give scoots any uh, options. Well, I'm not putting IU stuff up in here. I mean, I don't think scoots cares enough to do it anyway. Maybe, may, maybe a still frame of the IU girl from the, the video. Maybe her. That'd be nice. <laughs> I put that video on the uh, on the ceiling above me. on the card. Chron- <laughs> I put that video on the card chronicle preview, the Louisville Indiana preview. No, oh, did you? This is Indiana. It's been too long since I'd seen it. Let's talk about the the inflammatory rivalry quote. The story of the day. The story of the day in the world of Louisville versus Kentucky. So yesterday there was media availability. A couple of players talked to the media. I think Liam Cohen talked to the media as well. But the the, the man who took over the day, the man who earned all the headlines was Kentucky sophomore defensive lineman Deion Walker, who expressed his disdain not just for the UFL football program, but for the fan base uh, as well, in in a way that I thought was very funny. I sent you the clip. See if you got that. Oh, yeah, I got, I got it. I got it. Uh, this is Deion Walker from yesterday asked the question about how he feels about the rivalry. Um, it means a lot, you know. Um, I never liked Louisville, you know, even while I was getting recruited. Uh but, you know, I just don't like the Cardinals. They, their fans are, you know, kind of snobbish. You know, their players are acting title. It's just, you know, a lot of pent-up aggression towards them. With that said, what would it mean to you to kind of spoil their playoff hopes? It would mean a lot, you know. Um, you know, they have a great team, you know. Uh, game recognizes game. You know, they got a great coaching staff over there, you know. Um, they really turned around their program. But it would just mean a lot, and it will cap off our season. He went on to say a little bit later, the, the only other part of his media availability that was noteworthy was he did say that he was looking forward to making uh, the fans and the players sad by beating them on their home field. So I I love the direction that, that he went in here. One, people are saying that it, it sounds like it's a hostage video. They feel like he was instructed to say this by Stoops or somebody because this is what Kentucky does. Like they want it. Because he called us enti- our players entitled, then he went on the next statement to say how good we are. Yeah, they, you know, they. they <laughs> The belief is that the staff always wants to dirty things up in this game, and they've been doing it for a long time, and they want to get in Louisville players' heads. Mm. And like, I don't know if that's the case. Like, yeah, he comes off as very monotone. It's not delivered with a lot of oomph. He doesn't have the the Will Levis pizzazz when it comes to rivalrying or some of the other players that we've seen in recent years. But I think that's just because like that's just not who he is. Like, like he, I think he wanted to. I think he did this on his own. I think he wanted to go ahead and deliver these statements, and you know. Continue on the long line of, of recent UK players who've been smack talking, and, and to their credit, backing it up. And look, he for all the UK players who wanted to come out and say things, like he's one of the guys who I think 
could step up and he's had a great year for them. He's he's a really really good player. I played last season as a true freshman, earned some freshman All American accolades. But the notion that the first place that he went to when he was like, "What do I want to say about how much I hate Louisville?" was that the fan base is snobbish. was was interesting. I don't know about you, Trev. When I think about the Mike Rutherford show with Mike Rutherford and Trevor Kelsey, the first word that comes to my mind is snobs. Like these are elitist people, highbrow intellectual conversation. You know, during our breaks, we're we're drinking our tea, pinkies up, and reading some Milton poems. Like th- this oh, is who we are. This is what we do. I'm too good to go out and get food. I get it door dashed. Very snobby. I'm ve- I'm very snobby, very elitist. Yes, I, I watched Silver Spoons. I I know. Um, I mean, this should have been more intimidating than trash talk. They should have like pulled the camera back and showed the fact he's six foot six, like four hundred pounds. He's a huge guy. I know. I, when when I first heard this this morning or talked about this morning, I was like, yeah, bleep Dion. He's like, I looked up how big. He's like, you know, he's not that bad a guy. Maybe we are a little snobbish. I'm not going to talk too much trash to him. I don't think he knows what elitist means. We didn't use that word. <laughs> he called us elite. Uh, he calls us snobbish, and he calls the players entitled or entitled. I don't think he knows what that means. I don't know where that came from. I, I don't know if that... Like how are we entitled? How is our fan base... Sn- I can only assume he's had some bad interactions on Twitter. That's the only thing I can think of. Or he just hung out explicitly in like the Middletown area, like the, the Super East End area. And, and Even then, I mean... I mean, because look, if you want to see some non-snobbish Louisville fans, you, you're going to see him at the game on Saturday. Like You're, you're going <laughs> to see a, a whole mix of fans, and some of them ain't snobbish. So like I, I thought we were lime beer drinking out of trash cans. That doesn't make that doesn't sound like snob to me. You get your insults <laughs> straight. Like, like yeah, are, are we white trash? <laughs> are, are we ghetto? Are we elitist? Are we snobs? Like, like what exactly are we that you don't like so much? I think we're a melting pot. We're uh, so. we're a total mix of things that just apparently annoy UK fans, which is fine with me. But uh, I, I like that the entitled thing. I thought was a little bit interesting. I don't know if that's a reference to like. NIL or, or or what the deal is there. I mean, what's that? He said that he didn't like us even when we were recruiting him, which, like, I mean, okay, that was a different staff anyway. So Did he, we recruit him? I would assume so. I mean, I'm just curious. I, I mean, I, for all we know, he thinks he's, he thinks that we're playing like, you know, Miami with the Red Red Hawks or something. I don't know. I mean, he thinks we're playing somebody different this weekend. Is, is that what he thinks is happening? <laughs> it's the Illinois State Cardinals. the game against Penn? He thinks he sees the Cardinals. He's like, Illinois State, because he's from Detroit. He's like, hey, recruit to me. I, I mean, I, I assume that we at least reached out or something. I don't know if we offered him a scholarship. It looks like we didn't, but that may have been because he was you know, just not interested. Um, we don't really. No, anyway, re- we did offer him a scholarship. Okay, see, so we don't recruit heavily in Detroit very often. We so. don't. We don't. We don't get a lot of players. But look, he, I mean, he had a ton of scholarship offers, so I don't know how serious our, you know, our back and forth was. But clearly, th- there was some contact at some point. He just didn't like us. But yeah, it, it is strange that a, a guy from Detroit, Michigan, who look, I mean, he he played a lot last year, so he does have some experience in the rivalry. Hmm. But it's just one year. Like he, he's not exactly well versed in this. He's not like a a fifth year senior that has learned to hate. Louisville over the last five years is make is is the one kind of leading this rivalry charge. I don't hate it, but it, it's just it, it's strange that it's coming from him a little bit. I mean, I'm glad there's some trash talk going on. I love that. I can't but wonder like it gets like I don't know if he's like lumping our team and fan base into just meeting Satterfield. And that too was, <laughs> I mean, I, I guess part of me kind of feels like I could see Satterfield coming off maybe snobbish. And, I can't see him going off as snobbish. He's definitely. I mean, he's I mean, he's, he's like Southern. He's he's like he's very much like the. All shucks. Yeah, but you know, he, you know, Dion's from Dion's from Detroit. I think you're confusing snobbish with nerdy. <laughs> I think I think maybe Dion is because, like I said, I mean, they were uh, 
uh, what it was entitled. I, I mean, I just don't. I still see how our team is entitled. I mean, that that, that baffles. That's why I don't think he understands. I think he's mixing his words up. From someone who does that a lot, I feel you, Dion. Is Dion Walker the Trevor Kelsey of Kentucky football? <laughs> a lot of people are saying this. <laughs> well, I mean, we. I mean, look at us. We are. We do look. We are very similar builds. I think you both will enjoy Thanksgiving the same way. I think we will. Yeah. I mean, I've been to Detroit. He's from there. <laughs> Go I've, been, I've, been to, I've been to Lexington. He, he now plays there. <laughs> Let's bond over the lines, Dion. Come on. Yeah, he, he once, you know, he, he once went to TJ Maxx. I drove by one. You know, it's uh, we we have a lot in common. We're like two peas in the pod. It's weird that the two quotes that seem to have fueled the rivalry this week are this one now is is generating a lot of attention from Louisville fans. Understandably so. Like I think this was this, this is having the intended effect. Like right. it's good though that it's their side that's talking to trash instead of ours though, right? Yeah, I, I mean I think so. Like they've it's kind of been that way for the last few years though. Like there's been very little pushback from our side, oh, which typically you know you may say, well, it's because we knew we we're going to lose. Like even in years where we've been the down team or they've been the down team it was kind of for a long time there it was it was back and forth stuff people were lobbing shots on social media I guess the only shot that was potentially taken was Malik Cunningham last year at the like in the ACC media day like before the season even started saying like we're going to win that game against Kentucky and then he didn't even really get to play uh, much last year uh, against them but the two quotes that have really driven the conversation this week one the Deion Walker thing which is again getting the intended reaction and then the, the comment that I think has drawn the biggest reaction from UK fans is Jeff Brom saying multiple times that like this is the biggest game of the year because you know you don't understand it if you don't didn't grow up around here the fan base talks about it all the time and I, I think that UK fans are kind of doing this chest thumping thing where it's like you guys are ten and one and you're you're about to play in a conference championship game you're top ten in the playoff rankings and you're still like like we're still your focus even though we're six and five and you're favored and all this stuff and I'm like yeah if, if whatever you want to do to hype yourself up yeah I hate to tell you something if, but it didn't if, there, if it was Murray State in the spot Jeff's gonna say it's the it's the it's the game he's focusing on that's he what is, coaches and, do and I also think that he would say the same thing if this Kentucky team was zero and eleven I agree like you know. Where we're coming from is, one, the rivalry game is always a big deal. It doesn't matter if we've won 10 in a row or lost 10 in a row. But it's especially a big deal when we, for the first time in the modern era of the rivalry, have lost four in a row to UK. Like This has been, without question, the most dominant stretch by a UK program since the two started playing again in 1994. And when that happens, like, yeah, I mean, especially with a fan base like I, you know, in my formative sports years, Louisville was always better than Kentucky at football. And every now and then they beat us, but for the most part, we kind of had our way in the series. And now for the last four years, five years, four games, it's been the total opposite. Like that's, I think it rubs everybody the wrong way. And so there's going to be heightened importance placed on this game. If we win, if we're in the exact same situation four years from now, and we've won four straight, we're ten and one. You know, we're looking for a spot in the expanded playoff. They're six and five. They, you know, they've lost five of six. Or I think that's what it is right now and we've won four in a row, then yeah, there's probably going to be a little bit less emphasis. But in this moment, I think all Louisville fans are like, we need to win this game. Because if you go 10-2 and two and one of your losses is in Kentucky, and you're 7-1 and one in the ACC and you're playing for a conference championship, but you couldn't even beat a just whatever UK team, like it's going to be super annoying. Basically, we, we want to flip the rivalry, but we also want to avoid a whole headache 
of annoyance for the next 12 months from UK fans. Like that's and that's what it's in large part that's what this rivalry is about. And I think Jeff understands that. He's preached that message, but UK fans are kind of taking it and twisting it being like even in your dream season you're you're still like we're the biggest deal on your schedule. First of all, I wouldn't know if it's our dream season, but it's still pretty it's good. It's been a great season though. Unlike Kentucky, we've had seasons like this before. Seven of them. Yeah. I mean, I, it would be a dream season for you guys. I get it. I mean, you know, your whole, your whole existence has been a nightmare, but you know, for us, this is this is good, but it's, you know, we've been here. We've but these are, these are the two quotes that have kind of driven the conversation this week, and like it's you know it, again, Louisville. I don't think you're going to get any sort of response, Jeff. I I, I think that once is there stuff being said behind closed doors? I think absolutely, but Jeff doesn't. I don't think he wants any of that extenuating stuff just to leak out from his team. I think he very much wants to play close to the, the best. I mean, look at how he answers questions. He it does a whole lot of talking without really saying anything. That's his style. That's what he wants to do. And so I don't think that you're going to get any shot back from a UofL player or a coach at any point in these next couple of days. I think they're going to just kind of let those words resonate. But I feel very confident that the the locker room is aware of what was said by Deion Walker. And if there was any thought that maybe we would be looking ahead to Florida State or too high off the win after Miami over Miami last weekend, I think that's been put to bed. For sure, I think it was already put to bed, but now there's no chance that Louisville's overlooking this game. I mean, of all the things like the, the trash talk that could have this week, like I, that would have been the last thing I would have guessed is just when their player called us, our fans snob and our, our players entitled. How dare you do that? Like, I mean, overrated maybe. Just, I for not, one found his comments quite shallow and pedantic. Just <laughs> <laughs> kind, he just come off like he's doing a word of the day on there. <laughs> he's just like, yeah, it's like snobbish. What's my word this month, Coach? Entitled. Okay. <laughs> you wonder what it means, Dion? Nah, don't worry about it, Coach. We're good. <laughs> That's a tomorrow problem. <laughs> yeah, Liam Cohen talked to the media yesterday as well, and they did kind of talk about the mutual respect going on with the programs. Here's Cohen's direct quote. I don't have the clip, but I can read it. It's one of those things where I think there's probably mutual respect for where both teams are at because of our winning the majority of games uh, of the games recently, but them having a better record and ranking this year. We need to go in there and focus on us and compete, but also we need to go in there with our hair on fire and have the right mentality and attitude of going in on the road again to play a very quality opponent. They Stoops talked about the need for composure, which is kind of ironic because they've been sort of unhinged at times this year and, and certainly in the rivalry game. Um, Brad White, the defensive coordinator, said within a rivalry game, it's also about keeping composure. You've got to play smart. You've got to execute. But having a little fire in the belly is a good thing. Stoops then went on to say, our players really have to be disciplined. The intensity level is always elevated. We have to handle that. The bottom line is execution. We have to execute in critical moments. The intensity level will be there. I want us to play well. So you know they're kind of preaching this right combination of not doing anything stupid, but also going in there, understanding that it's a rivalry game and playing with the, the the fire in your belly, as Brad White said. But I, I think that the message from the Louisville coaching staff has to be kind of what uh, you know, Kirby Smart said to Georgia before this season. Like, they're going to try some stuff. Like, they're going to do some stuff. There's going to be some stuff after the whistle. There's going to be a lot of yapping. Like, you've got to play hard. Like, like you've got to hit back on the field but no stupid stuff that's going to affect us in the game. And it's why I said like on yesterday's show, one of the things that I was most encouraged about from the Miami game uh, as it pertains to like having confidence in this week's game was at the very end of the Miami game, we had two instances where their players smacked us in the face and we just like took the penalty and just didn't do anything back. Nothing retaliatory, um, no, no, no like offsetting penalties. We were like, all right, if you want to do dumb stuff, 
we'll take the win. Walk off those 15 yards. Let's, let's get home. And I, I hopefully we come in with the same mentality this weekend because we have not played under composure in this rivalry game the last few years. It's not the only reason why we've lost handily for four straight seasons, but it has played a part for sure. I mean, we lost because they punched us in the mouth both on and off the field pretty much. Yeah, we lost our composure and they just kind of kicked our ass yeah, the kind of both. for four yeah, quarters. Man. Last year was the one game where I was like, if we had played a little bit more composed, like maybe we would have had more of a chance. We also needed a healthy Malik to have a shot and – I think yeah. that was that was apparent very early on. Like everybody who was like Brock's better, Brock's better, very quickly was like, can Malik play on one leg? Like, like, <laughs> like can, just trot him out there on crutches. We'll see what happens. And he almost did. We made a touchdown drive right before the half with him hurt, and then he got hurt again. That was pretty much the game. That was it. That's in the past. We're not living in the past. Are you mad that Dion Walker called you a snob? No. <laughs> like, it's like, you're going to make me mad by calling me something that you think I may or may not be, at least be in the ballpark. Like, I, I've been called a lot of things in my life. And a lot of. <laughs> He's like, that. they're all fat wrestling obsessed I mean, yeah, stoners. I mean, you're I've like, been, what? I've been called Booger Bastion lookalike. <laughs> I've been called, you know, like, like I've been, you know, is John Candy really alive? Or am I looking right at him? I mean, I mean, Horatio, I've, been, I've been in every insult. I've been called the, the mayor of Who Town. By, by you? I've never called you that. <laughs> it was TJ, actually. It's Whoville. Whoville. I'm sorry, Whoville. My bad. I've been watching a lot of The Grinch in my house. Yeah, I, I can tell. You're like, look, Virginia, Daddy I've, worked for them. I've never made that insult before, <laughs> but when you said that, I was like, oh, all right. I bet you didn't try to sit. Like, I heard that the mayor, Daddy works with him. You can come see him sometime. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I've been, a lot of insults. Lazy, slob. Uh, but not snob. Snob, I think, is the one thing I have probably rightfully avoided in terms of being a uh, a stereotype attached to my name. I would love it if Deion Walker's only knowledge of Louisville fans was our radio show. And he's like, they're all, he's like, all these, I I hate Louisville fans. They're all obsessed with 80s music, DoorDash loving, <laughs> wrestling watching. Like, it's like, like right hold now, on, hold I'm, on. I'm wearing flip-flops from Walgreens, shorts from Target, and a sweatshirt that's probably older than, than well, most relationships in this building with the, with one of the elbows just ripped out from where, with not the current dogs, but the past dog regime ate a hole in two. I'm wearing $5 Thanksgiving socks. <laughs> I mean, Turkeys with pilgrim hats on. <laughs> I feel very Look confident in fancy them. socks. You I've, snob. Got another, I've got another pair for tomorrow that I'm very excited about as well. I don't even know where I got these flip. I think my aunt got them for me. <laughs> <laughs> they got camouflage on them. I care less. <laughs> I'd rock the U of L hoodie that I've had since like 1999 because it's Pride Week. Okay, I got to wear something yeah. U of L every single day, and I'm wearing sweatpants. I had to throw the hoodie on. I should have worn. I should have been with you on the sweatpants. I, I'm regretting that a little bit. I, I went. I went with just you know heavy on the top, light on the bottom. Mm. And uh, and because normally I'm okay with that. Like normally my legs are usually fine. It's you know, the upper body is what I want to keep warm. Your legs are great. Yeah, thank you. Don't worry. Uh, but but yeah, I'm cold now. I'm like I don't even want to open this window because like the air's coming right on my it's legs. It's chilly out there. Yeah, it's a little, little chilly. Let's talk about the other big piece of football news from last night, which was the Cottonball rankings came out, and like I, I wasn't shocked. I was surprised that we didn't jump Missouri. Like I, I honestly thought we would. We we had a nice. Seven-point road victory over a good, not great Miami team. Missouri probably should have lost at home to a not great Florida team. They've got two losses. I thought this would be like a, a nice opportunity to jump us at least back in front of them, and we would be number nine in this week's rankings. We are not. We are number 10 once again. 
Florida State also dropped one spot from number four to number five, which a lot of people predicted. I think that's entirely based on losing Jordan Travis. Only you'd think that. I think you yeah, would guarantee there's that. There's no yeah. question, which seems like... And they know, even said it. <laughs> which, which seems kind of unfair. It's like, can we at least see them play with Tate Rotomaker at quarterback before you drop them? Um, but, they, put, they put a big sign on my door that says, do not close, you will lock yourself in. <laughs> <laughs> Is that just for you? I, I feel like... Like, it's like yeah. Trevor in all caps. You already told me. It is. It's like five exclamation points. It's like Elaine wrote this thing. Like, yeah, I know I'm going to lock myself in. Like, do I need Hey, fatso. <laughs> like hey, as long as they don't call me a snob. Totally unnecessary. Oh, oh God. I mean, I probably just didn't put my name on it. Like, <laughs> I blow it like, Trevor, this is for you. And like arrows pointing up at it. He only knows capital letters. <laughs> I just looked up and saw that. I was like, what the hell? It's a rough day, I man. I, I can't keep my focus. It's just a bad day. <laughs> That's what happens when I get up at 6 a.m. instead of going to bed you at You see all that I do for this company. Yeah. I'm here at 7 a.m. and you're still making sure that I can't lock myself in my own room. <laughs> I mean, I... I appreciate, you know, the warning, but, you know. It's going to happen one time, too. Oh, I know it is. I'm going to have to get out of here really quickly one day, and like five minutes later, you're going to be like, Mike, (laughs) it happened again. (laughs) Did it again. At least I won't be the first person in in Big X history to get locked in. Yeah, I've heard that story. Rashawn Rashawn had to climb out. Luckily, Rashawn could climb out of a window. Again, could you imagine just coming the next day and just finding me like, hey, Mike. (laughs) You've like started a fire in there. Little help. I've got like just a pile of cigarettes beneath me. You've caught some sort of rat, and you're like frying it. It's like how you were, you were in here for six hours. I'm like I'm like I'm, I've got I've got like a I've got a mouse on a, on my toothpick. I'm, <laughs> I'm cooking it with my lighter. Is he dead? No, he's fine. He just didn't sleep well. You were here for six hours. How did you eat? Like, what, 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 how were you hungry? Hello, Eric Roberts in a goggy bag. You might want. It's like three DoorDash deliveries on the front door. It's like I told them to come in and let me in. Uh, Anyway, that would be great. <laughs> the rankings. Louisville stays yes. at number 10. Florida State drops to number five. Bill Connolly uh, did his own ranking for ESPN of the, the fan bases that should be the most mad about the rankings. He had Florida State at one. He thought it was unjustified for them to be dropped at a spot to number five out of the 14 playoff. He had Louisville at number, at number two. And he said this. Okay. A few quick did you knows on the Cardinals. Did you know that Louisville has six wins against bowl eligible Power Five opponents? That's more than any other team in the country. Did you know that Louisville has a road win over a ranked opponent? Something that Oregon, Alabama, and Missouri are all missing from their resumes. Did you know that Louisville's strength of record is better than Missouri's? And yes, Louisville lost to Pitt in a game in which its best offensive player had two touches, and in the rain and bad weather, the Cardinals turned the ball over three times. The Pitt loss is an anchor dragging Louisville down for understandable reasons, but it certainly seems as if a dominant win over Notre Dame and a road win against 8-3 and NC State should count for something. And while this was largely semantics before Travis's injury at Florida State, there's a very real scenario now where Louisville runs the table the rest of the way and earns an ACC championship with a 12-1 and record. And if that happens, the committee has made it clear the cards will still be at the back of the line when it comes to playoff positioning. I caught one thing. Maybe you said it's the best I missed you. Did he say a road win versus a top 25 team? NC State is now number 22. Oh, They climbed in the CFP rankings last night. They appeared at 22. Okay, okay. I was like, that that, that, that makes sense now. Okay. I was was kind of like baffled for a second. I was like, wait a minute. Who did we beat? Okay. The weird thing, I mean, I, I don't typically... I always kind of laugh at the, everyone getting mad at the SEC and, and 
overrating the SEC. Like the reality is, like let's be real, the SEC is the best football conference. I think, I know our rival plays there. It is. Like, it's it's the best conference. I think it's down this year, but it's still. Well, I don't know if it's the best this year, but traditionally, yeah. traditionally it's the best conference. Yeah, I think the Pac-12. That's is where I'm going. Random, like, yeah. This year, though, it's the first year where I do kind of buy into like <laughs> I think the SEC is getting some unfair preferential treatment in some of these rankings. Like they did not have a stout non-conference season. I mean, if you're trying to compare, if you're trying to do the argument between, which schedule debate is, is bottom of the barrel rivalry talk, but it's happening all over the place with oh, Louisville yeah. and Kentucky fans. But if you're trying to do that, I mean, ACC teams are, are four and two against SEC, SEC teams so far this season, and Florida State kicked the absolute crap out of LSU. So like, there's, there's that that's out there. But you look at a team like, like Tennessee, for example. Why are, are they ranked? What did, like like they have four losses? They've got four losses. They lost to Florida, who's not great. No. They lost to Bama, understandable. They lost to Missouri and Georgia. Their wins, I mean, UConn, Kentucky, Texas A and M, who's you know maybe their best win, and they fired their head coach before the last two games of the season. At the time, it was even better though because that was like early in the season, wasn't it? When A and M was still ranked. It was no. This was this was after. This was oh, like okay. uh, late October, uh, mid October, October fourteenth. Okay, A and M was four and three at that point. Uh, they beat UT, San Antonio, Austin yeah. P, yeah. and then Virginia. I mean, what? Congratulations. Yeah. What about that? Where are they resume? ranked? Are they like, they've got to be They're like 21st. 20. What about that resume says you should be in the top 25? Nothing. I mean, if, if maybe that's who Dion was thinking about when he thought about entitled and, and, and snobbish. I mean, that, that definitely sounds entitled if you ask me. Yeah, it makes no sense to me. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean,. Who's behind them? Uh, I mean, NC State, who we're talking about Tulane, who's 10-1. and one. Clemson is now back in the rankings. Uh, Liberty is undefeated, just now climbing in the rankings. That's who's behind them. No thoughts? Sorry, I was telling Troy to shut the door because it's one rip, and he opened the door. I was like, you don't want that open, trust okay, me. Okay, well, on that note, we got to go to break. I'm <laughs> sorry, my bad. I got distracted in here. You asked the question, I answered it, and then you just said nothing. I was like, okay. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> this is a perfect time for the text line to step up. 502-414-1450. Your thoughts on the Thornton text line up next here on the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450-961, The Big X. Locked on Kentucky Alice, only locally owned sports store. We still doing Trevor's uh, Random Music Wednesday? Oh, yeah. They got it on uh, KRC this morning, too. A little Gautier? Uh, they didn't get Gautier. They got Amy Grant, LL Cool J. Uh, Jeff Brom's favorite. <laughs> I can't remember who else they got this morning. I forget now. That was a long time ago. Anyway, hour number two here of the Thanksgiving Eve edition of the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450-961. Yeah. The Big X. Did you ever do back in in your, your heyday, your 20s, maybe early 30s, did you ever do the Thanksgiving Eve bar nights? I never did. I- Ooh. I'll be, here's the thing, Alan. This is weird. Maybe I, I didn't even know. I'd never even heard of the term friendsgiving until I started doing KRC with TJ and Nick. Well, that's a different thing entirely. Okay, but I mean, I just I thought that was 
I guess the premise of the Wednesday night bar is like friends in town, right? It's basically like everybody's home. Let's like you're gonna go out to bars and everyone's gonna go out to bars and you're gonna run into a bunch of people that you haven't seen in a long time. See, none of my friends left town after high school. We all are all still here. Well, there's that. So, I know. I never. I never went to the, did the Wednesday bar night thing. I never did the. I've never. Like I said, heard of until recently or done a friendsgiving. So the bars were always so crowded. I just. I. I mean, yeah. I never got. When did when did it start becoming a thing to do that on Wednesday nights? Like twenty years ago. So. Okay, by that point, I was just turning 21, and I'd already like, gotten all the bar out of my system. I mean, really? Had you? A lot of... No, I did a lot of bar hopping in my 20s. I was going to say, come on. Yeah, but I mean, I, yeah, I, I did, yeah. Are you ready for my dramatic reading? We did this last year, too. This is my, I, I read this every year. It's from The Onion. The headline is, 26-year-old to see every a-hole that he went to high school with on the night before Thanksgiving. <laughs> I love The Onion. Sometimes, it's great. Yeah. Here we go. Sometimes. <laughs> For the fifth straight year, Jordan McCabe will return home for the holidays and spend the night before Thanksgiving running running into every smug and unlikable a-hole he ever went to high school with, the 26-year-old reported on Monday. He's a UL fan? He's smug. <laughs> oh, my bad. Wrong, 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 wrong. Yeah, same ballpark, same family. Yeah. Smug and snob are kind of the same thing. He must be an IU fan. Yeah. <laughs> the trip back home, scheduled for later this week, will reportedly bring McCabe face-to-face with an endless string of pricks from his past, each of whom will have to engage in awkward conversation with and generally pretend to be happy to see again. <laughs> They're all going to be there, said McCabe, purchasing an Amtrak train ticket for Rochester, New York. Every last one of them, just as bleepy and conceited and phony as ever. I can't believe I'm going to see all those uh, smug a-holes again, McCabe continued. Though he will initially intend to stay home with his parents, grandparents, and other relatives, McCabe told reporters that after spending approximately five hours in their company, he will grow antsy, borrow his father's car, and drive to nearby Marleybone Pub. There, McCabe expects to bump into at least five insufferable a-holes in the first three minutes. I guarantee Ricky Cook will be there, said McCabe, adding that there isn't much else to do in his hometown, and probably Vanessa Torres, and that bleephead Michael Schmidt. Yeah, Schmidt will definitely be there. Probably be hammered, too. At Marleybone, McCabe will be required to partake in a number of unpleasant activities, including making small talk with several a-holes who used to openly mock him during high school and reminiscing about the good old days of which he was never a part of. While the consumption of alcohol will initially make the evening more tolerable, McCabe is ultimately expected to leave the bar after realizing he has just as little in common with all these a-holes as he did when he was 15. Katie Reynolds will probably come up and give me a big hug, like we're the best of friends, even though she never once talked to me during school and pretty much acted like I was invisible the whole time, McCabe said. Boy, I can't wait to hug that B again. After leaving Marleybone, the 26-year-old predicts that he will patronize Bud Murphy's Tavern, a favorite haunt for locals, where an even greater number of a-holes are expected to congregate in even higher densities. A-holes such as Craig Horble, Kyle Davis, Vinny Agosa, Brittany Pipitone, Justin Smigowski, Nick Casey, and Nick's a-hole brother, Dennis. According to McCabe, all the ales in attendance will look the same except for being 10 to 20 pounds heavier and possibly sporting a new beard or goatee. However, that same old ish-eating grin will still be on all their faces, McCabe reported. If previous years are any indication, a-holes who live in the area will not be the only ones hanging out the night before Thanksgiving. Like McCabe, who's since graduated and moved to New York, many Marshall High School alumni are expected to return to their new homes from all across the country. I bet Bill Harding is going to show up and talk about his big lawyer job in San Francisco, McCabe said. I can see it now. You know, the hour, the hours are a real B. Money's good, though. I've known that guy since fifth grade. He's always been an a-hole. The whole story is fantastic. That will, I'll end the dramatic reading. <laughs> but it ends with the quote, I can't believe McCabe is coming back, said local resident Ricky Cook. That guy's such a bleep and a-hole. 
<laughs> what town do they live in? <laughs> it's it's night before Thanksgiving. It, it, I feel like it's lost a little bit of its luster in the last fifteen years or so because now, I mean, I don't, I, I don't haven't been to bars on the night before Thanksgiving in like ten years. But now, I mean, it's so easy to keep up with people after high school. It's not like you don't, you know, social media. You, you feel like you're intact. You feel like you're in contact with everybody constantly. Like it's like yeah. it's like you never leave. Um, so I think it's a little bit different now, but it, you know, back in the day, it was where where would one, where would one Rutherford go to meet up with his former a holes uh, on on Wednesday before Thanksgiving? I feel like we always we'd always pregame at somebody's house, and then we would go to like you know, where's, where's where's the bar that like mentioned in that like the Molly's or whatever. Well, place. early, yeah, I was to say like early like oh six oh seven. We were in college, and those first couple of years after college, we would go to like the Barstown Road bars. We'd go to Molly Malone's, okay. Roche's, or Flanagan's. And then a few years after that, when it kind of, I feel like everything kind of just moved to St. Matthews. So you'd go to the new Molly's or Gerstle's or, or whatever. Gerstle's Mayor's. Yeah. yeah. And, and Tin Roof became a thing. Um, but like, I, I vividly remember the first year that Mary and I started dating. I guess it would have been like the Thanksgiving of 08. We like, we like just like, be, like we're officially boyfriend, girlfriend or whatever. We went to Molly Malone's on Bardstown Road and it was packed. And Rick Patino let Mary, they had this like tent for the basketball team there. And like Rick Patino let Mary in there to go like pee because like the line was so long and she, oh, nice. you know, we kind of knew some of the same people and she's like he's like he's like come on in here I was like well that was that was cool I'm standing in line getting you a beer for 24 hours I'm glad you got free you know free pee at the uh, basketball tent not fair <laughs> well I mean it's not like she can go behind the truck like you can yeah well, <laughs> that place I mean it was I, I, as, as, I guess she could but I mean I always thought that night, night was going to be so fun because it's like everybody's back in town like we're gonna have a good time like the old times and like the pregame was always fun we did always watch the Maui game. And then you'd get to the bar, and it would legit take like an hour and fifteen minutes to get a drink, and so you'd sober up real quick. And like you know, just you can't move anywhere; it's just everybody's elbow to elbow. It always sucked. See, I, know, I'm, that, I hated that. If I'm, I'm, I don't want to go to a bar like that. I hate that that atmosphere. I mean, the closest I did to that was when I'd go like to the Thursday night all you can drinks at like Dark Star and Bowling Green. Like that would be somewhat busy, but they also had like three floors as well, so it would kind of thinned out even on a busy night. Like I just, that's I, like I, I I never had like an actual like I did never did the I don't really did the Bargetown scene a whole lot like I did the Bambi thing when I turned twenty one you did Bambi walk yeah try I at least attempted to I did a couple times we never made like the big bars and then and then again I probably got on something I skipped because I mean who knows I mean is, is there really an actual written down instructions on how to do the Bambi walk I mean it's great one drink at every bar is it but I mean okay I mean I just tried maybe I'd skip a bar I don't know who knows I was pretty hammered by the time we got there anyway. Um but that's yeah, normally that's not my thing. Like no, I was more kind of like going to Mike Mayer's, which was a little more low key. Our place, those the hole in the wall kind of bars were more my my scene. I feel like some of those even got pretty packed on those nights. I guess they did. Maybe I just but didn't, definitely less. I guess I just didn't go out on those nights. Maybe that's you know I'm more. You of made a, the right call. I'm more of a hang out at the house and get baked and play Madden. Godspeed to all the kids though who are out there braving the the atmosphere tonight. Keep it safe. Have a good time. Enjoy yourself. All right, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. Speaking of keeping it safe. I, okay. Well, no, you know what? Let's, this isn't a story, but I have there's something I've just been has been bugging me lately. And I don't want to call it a story because I got ripped for my last story I did. I will take some text, and then Let's, you can start the next segment with your okay, story yeah. time. It, right. It's more of just I want to a statement, yeah. Text says, Dion saw Trevor in that suit pick and clearly had to make that snobby comment. <laughs> this is, it's all about Trevor. <laughs> little fans in there. Three-piece suit. <laughs> I think that's probably right. I think you nailed it. Texas says, with everything going on over the weekend, you may have missed it, but FAU lost at home as a 22.5-point favorite to a Bryant team whose head coach resigned last week. 
I always enjoy when mid-majors with preseason hype after fluky Final Four runs turn out to be a disappointment. See VCU and Loyola. Yeah, I mean, you know, there have been some some exceptions. I mean, Butler did go back to back to back final uh, national title games. I mean, didn't FAU have like one in their whole lineup? Like they returned everybody. Seat? Oh, they did. I thought yeah. they were, oh they were all no, they, they brought everybody. Back. That's right. They were all five juniors. That's what it was. And kept Dusty May, and then you know there was yeah. it was the whole, whole thing. That was a terrible loss. I saw that one AP voter too, like who obviously wasn't paying attention, like moved him up a spot in the rankings. I'm like, pay attention, dude. But yeah, that was a terrible, terrible, I mean, terrible. This loss. team they got hot all year last year, all the way through March, really. Yeah, I mean, you know, they were wildly they consistent good. last year. I mean, yeah. They could, but like, they didn't have a loss like this at any point last no. year. No, well, they didn't have any loss, I don't think. And until, they only lost three games. Yeah, I think they went undefeated up until, like, like in February or something. They were awfully good last year, and yeah. they, yeah, that's a uh, kind of a disastrous loss because now you run the – yeah, all of a sudden it's like if you lose a couple of games in the conference play, like, you may need to win your league tournament just to get in. I mean, they lost three games last year going into the tournament – and they still were just a nine seed, and they probably should have lost to Memphis in the first round. Yeah, they um, yeah that was the went down to the buzzer, right? Yeah, I mean, remember right? Penny yeah. threw the water bottle and looked like a, yeah, kind of like a, yeah. yeah, it was it was not a, not a manly throw. So the Texas example also they were a nine to make that run. BCU and Alola were eleven, and BC was like a twelve, weren't they? Twelve playing. BC was of. eleven playing. Yeah, yeah. They, they both Loyola I think was a twelve. They were twelve playing. Yeah. Texture says, is Roush's three-and-a-half confidence level about Louisville since he is a closet Louisville fan and part of the Brom Royal family? <laughs> yeah. He's a Cards fan. He's been, he is. He's seen us firsthand. He's been, to, he's been to more Louisville games than any of us. Oh, I know. He was, at the, he was talking about how he's at the Virginia game or whatever. Yeah. I mean, he's at the, he's been, yeah, he, I'm surprised he didn't go down to Miami with, uh, with, with uh, Dugan in, in, in the group and go into that game, too. Texas says, things that are better than U.K. football is a U.K. fan looking at their hot cousin at Thanksgiving and playing pocket pool at the dinner table. This is the guy who did this yet. He tried to invoke your dad yesterday, and it went poorly. Uh, things that are better than U.K. football is tomorrow celebrating Native American genocide. Well, these Oh, are, these come on now. Yeah, don't, don't, don't ruin my turkey and stuffing day in football. Tomorrow's not about genocide. It's about gluttony. One of the first things that I remember from college was, like, we had this course. Like, I, didn't, I, I went over my first semester, and I was just like, yeah, they just, they really ripped on Thanksgiving. It was, it was like kind of a, I was like I, I remember that from my first year of college. Was this whole Thanksgiving hasn't several got, got no more PC name now. Well, Thanksgiving is is I mean, it's but but the story behind. I mean, you just I'm surprised that the they, name isn't reflective of that story. True, true. It's just about giving thanks. Yeah, it's like thank you day. Just don't take a blanket. Texas says the shock is smart. The Louisville train is accepting all passengers. Oh man. I don't get caught up. I mean, it got heated up last night. I saw I a lot of Louisville fans talking about it. Okay, it looked really good too. I know I've watched it. Was it was they looked scary good last and night and shocking. You know, he's he's still like kind of has that us against the world vibe. He's yelling at Bill Self. He's getting into it. He's firing up the crowd after the game. Like he, he's he checks a lot of boxes for the type of guy that I think we would want to have here. Did he? Get, I don't have his record in front of me. Did he get unfairly? Taken out of Texas, maybe. Well, he ended up leaving on his own accord, but That's, he was—it wow. was one of those where it was like he kind of is—he he did the uh, the Jamie Dixon thing, where it was like I'm going to leave before you fire me. I, I mean, Texas is a Dixon I, at least went to an alma mater, but yeah, he did. Like this was a—it wasn't quite an any port in the storm situation. It was like Marquette's a good landing spot for sure, but it's a step down from Texas if you're talking like money and resources wise. Oh yeah, it may be a better job though. I I, I think that it's. I think it's easier to win at Marquette than it is to win at Texas. I think, and, and, and also just easier when the state that, like, we talk about, like, pressure from the fan base here and, like, from Louisville and UK fans in basketball. Texas, for some reason, in basketball or in football in general, they just, I don't know, they, their expectations are just sometimes just too high, I feel like. They have, I think Texas is a, I was going to finish this, the, the thought, I think Texas is a low-key, very difficult place to win. Yeah. It, it sounds ridiculous because you've got, 
all that money behind you, all the resources, huge institution, fertile recruiting base, all that good stuff, but you don't have the fan support. You don't have the type of history to go up against some of the other programs mm-hmm. that you're recruiting against. And on top of that, like you've got ridiculous expectations because of all the money that's behind you. So, you know, if you just win and you're going to like sweet 16s, it's still not good enough at Texas no. when, when you know you're still playing in front of like you know a, a lazy six thousand fans sometimes during Wednesday nights, which is nothing for us to scoff at right now. But historically, it has been something that we would point and laugh at and say that's a terrible basketball fan base. So I can't remember did Barnes get fired? Or did he just leave too? I think he ended up getting fired. See, I can't remember. I don't even remember how long he's been gone now. For off the top of my head, but I mean, he's been at te- Tennessee for a long time. I know that's what I'm saying. That's why I can't remember though if he got if it was more of a firing or he a- did get fired. Okay, he he ended up getting fired. But I mean, Chris Beard was kind of the one guy who I think you know he, he's sort of a system guy and he, he like he had a good thing going there. But like you, I wouldn't be shocked at all if they take a significant step back for a couple of years under Rodney Terry and then hire somebody else who has trouble winning there, like yeah. Marquette. You don't have the same resources, you don't have the same money, but you've got like it's all about basketball, and Shaka is very much a basketball guy. And, oh yeah, and plus, you know, the Big East is a basketball conference. I, I think it's, I, I think Mark, like if I were a diehard, I understand like taking a job for the money, but I think Marquette's a better job to, in a better place to win at the Texas. Is. I do feel like Texas is a fan base, like you said, like, like if they're winning, they, they they're not going to go all out and celebrate you if they're winning, but they're going to complain if you're not. Exactly. And that's just a bad combination. It is like they're the fan base that you know they'll hop on in the NCAA tournament and be yeah. like, okay, we're supportive now. But they just don't like if you're twelve and zero going into conference play in early January, they're like, cool, whatever. We don't really care that much. But if you're five hundred, they're like, what the hell, man? Exactly, exactly. We need to win. We need to win now. I mean, let Chris Beard to drink. Texas says, just a reminder that on May first, I told you all that Louisville would beat Kentucky by fourteen plus this year. Go Cards. I hope you're right. I hope you're right too. Texas, over the weekend, I won money on the Cards football game. After that, I decided that I would bet all of my money that I won <laughs> on Texas minus 17.5 plus 50 more bucks. When I brought my bet slip back to the casino, it fell out of my pocket, and I assumed that someone took it. I was so mad that I didn't end up betting, but really I saved money that day because it ended up being a one-point game. I'm taking it as a sign to stop gambling. God works in mysterious ways. I like I've never that. lost a ticket. That's just got to be – that's got to suck. The only time I've ever bet with tickets was when I've gone to Vegas. Uh – no, I do. Or, I mean, horse drag. I say that, and I, in fact, I now I think about it. I don't know if there's what the expiration date is. I think I have like a ticket from like, I think it wins like 40 bucks. It's like a Georgia game from like two years ago up at the, the, <laughs> up at the casino over here in Indiana. But now that it, it's online, I just like, I don't even remember what I did with it. And my first trip ever to Vegas, uh, which was in April of 01, I did bet like on week one Eagles Rams. And I, I don't know, I think I bet like 50 bucks. And I, I won the bet, but. I'm like sitting there holding the ticket in Louisville. Like, what do I do with it? Like, I'm not gonna do I send it? Do I mail it? I mean, what do I do? That's what there was one year where, yeah, back before there was uh, all the apps for horse racing betting. Like, you know, I had a a big derby winner. Like, it was your Street Sense one. My brother had been working with Street Sense, and so I bet a a decent amount of money. And like, I wanted to get my money there. I was like, I don't want to go back to the track and hold on to this ticket. Like, well, so like, I ended up like missing the, the the bus that we had all come together on that was leaving. Because I wanted to like stay in line and get my cash, I got stranded at that Arby's <laughs> on Central for like two hours. But I was like, you know what? No, I was like, I was like, I want my money. I want to make sure that I get my money. Oh yeah. Texas says you eat it. Uh, waiting until five to eat Thanksgiving food is communism. You eat it for lunch and leftovers for dinner. Thank God I'm out of Rutherford. Jesus, grow some bees, Mike. <laughs> I mean, I, why would you eat dinner at three o'clock? I don't. I mean, I mean, I, I asked Troy in here saying, "Guys, like, so what time do you do?" And he said, "They do two o'clock tomorrow." Two o'clock is early. 
I mean, I just I, I've done early and I've done late. I like early better, which is weird for me to say. But but see, with early you get you get the, you get the lunch, you get the full meal, then you get the dinner leftovers as well. Where if you eat late, you're only getting like the one meal, and then I guess you get next you get the day leftovers left. the next day. But you still have leftovers next day for me too. I don't want to eat. I the got same, a lot of leftovers. I like Thanksgiving. I don't want to eat the same meal three times. Oh, I'll eat it for three days in a row. As long as you got turkey stuffing and gravy in there with me. I, I five days straight just just pour it in my veins. I can't do it. Man. I love it. I'm the guy till this today. I'm I'm the, I'm the the weirdo that'll just like make a thing of stovetop stuffing just by itself and eat it. I can't do that. That's so good. I love stuffing. Texas is actually meant to bring this up yesterday. It says rival week is now official. Go cards and then sends a screenshot of the the Hall and Oates lawsuit. Have you seen this? There's a lawsuit. No, I didn't. Hall and Oates are at each other's throats. Oh no! Well, that I knew that they have had some issues. I get that, but there, there's a lawsuit now. Hall, well, not just a lawsuit. Hall has now filed for a restraining order against Oates. <laughs> really? Yes. So who filed? Hall filed it. Hall filed it. Okay, he's the one's kept more of him in the spotlight uh, since the since they went, you know, stopped making music. I mean, I hate this. I don't. This is weird. Like, what's the? Well, so did Oates try to beat him up? I don't think so. Was it over the mustache? Yes. I mean, have you not seen their album covers from the eighties? These two was once, you know, a, a, a passionate love affair between the two. It's a. There's some dispute. There's still, I guess, there's still some, I guess, confusion over what the dispute's over. It's definitely over royalties or Oates singing their songs during solo acts. Yeah, well, he does the Daryl's house too. They does. They always perform their songs on there. I, he hasn't actually done that show in I think a couple of years. I want to see Hall and Oates fight. I don't know if that'd be like a fight to watch. Like I can't see. Oh, them. I'd watch it. I got. I think it'd look more like kind of like, you know, like they're, they're just like swinging like a a wheeling uh, like a rotation motion, but like not hitting each other. It's Thanksgiving time. <laughs> it's such a great day now. I gotta watch that playing Santa's Zombies tonight. Texas, nothing is more snobby and pretentious than TK falling back in his broken chair and accidentally throwing hamburger helper all over himself and the couch. <laughs> Classic elitist behavior. <laughs> exactly. Thank you, Dexter. Your pinky was up when you did it. It was. Well, yeah. We'll say it was a pinky. Texas, <laughs> officially have made my five-year-old son a diehard. His mom's mom got him a Build-A-Bear with a UK shirt on it, and he threw it away immediately. Nice. Well done. Not the old bear, right? Just the, those are yeah. expensive. I'm also proud. Like my wife ordered for the first time ever herself a a lion shirt and Virginia lion shirt. Oh, cool! Well, now, well, you get, up but tomorrow. now you're gonna get the shirt, or you're gonna get Virginia like the like the little cheerleader outfit. No, she she asked which one I prefer, and I said the shirt. All right, good. Yeah, we don't want to stereotype. She's got card cheerleader outfit. She's got card shirts, but like we don't have we, we didn't have any lion stuff. It is pink though because they didn't have the regular one. But well, she liked it. That's fine though. That's not a problem. And 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 you probably got John a Aiden John's Hutchins. got the jersey. He's got Aiden Hutchins. Do you have an Aiden Hutchinson yourself? No. Why don't you have a jersey? I don't need a Lions. I have Mike McMahon Lions jersey. It's the only one that I've got. Was that was so bad it killed it? Like you killed your desire to buy a jersey? <laughs> I actually don't know where it is. I used to wear it every like on Thanksgiving, just as like when we were so bad. I was like, I'm bringing out the McMahon jersey. Which is sad because in somewhere in my storage, I have a Robert Porsche jersey. <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I don't know if you remember him or not. I do. He's a player, yeah, he's good. Uh, I think 91. I want to say his number was. And Mike McMahon once was an Eagles quarterback. He was. Stepped in when uh, Andy Reid got, I mean, uh, what's uh, McNabb got hurt? I want to say an 04 05 season. It was 05 season. It was the year after the Super Bowl. Yeah, Virginia last night was like, I want to wear my Go Lions game shirt. I'm like, let's put it on. Let's do it. <laughs> Texas, oh, they got to make him know, guys, back oh, with another no, one. Oh, no. Bob dude. Knight, got to make him say no. No, come on, Texas. That's too soon. You could have come up with, you should, I mean, 
He this is done. the first uh, person who's not alive that he's, he's thrown out. There. Yeah. If you're gonna do that, then like the the shtick is gonna wear thin because you can just say like John Wooden gotta make him say no. Like, yeah. And, there, and there's too many other coaches still out there that you could you didn't have to go like you didn't have to go the, the past coaches yet. It's like the OC. You, you could have gone. You shock, came up with the desperate shock storylines way too early. You didn't have to do this. Yeah, I mean, you could have been like I would have been like Shaka gotta make him say no or he'll fight us or something. Yeah. I mean, you got you got you, you could come on Texas. You're better than that, dude. We we we'll give you a pass on this one. But come on. Texture says, congratulations on the new door, big fella, but also I think that the door that locks from the outside and cannot be unlocked without a key from the inside is probably some kind of fire hazard. Good luck passing the inspection on that one. So apparently during the break, Troy came in here. My door is the same way. Oh, yeah. You can lock me in from the outside. I know. I, I, was, I was like, well, that seems like an issue. He mentioned that, and I smiled a little bit because, you know, I thought, you know, it's, it's like saying I prefer I not to be locked in here. <laughs> um, At least I can make it through the window. Yeah, that's what I said. You're okay. You're, you're fine. I'm, I don't know why he's like, because he's all like baffled. He's like, why is the door lock only on the inside? I'm thinking maybe did they put the door on the inside I think they put the out? door on the wrong way. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. The, like, the, or the, at least the handle. I didn't want to say anything because like, the guy's been here all working all morning and doing it. I'm like, you know. <laughs> but I'm thinking put it on backwards, dude. It's big X style. That's what we do. <laughs> Texas, I thought that Shaka Smart was a sneaky name to keep an eye on for our next head coach, but I think that he has Marquette in a really good spot, so he might not want to leave in that situation. I think I remember you saying a little bit ago that he was interested in the Louisville job at one point in his career. In 2018, he was very interested. Um, I remember that <clears throat> explicitly. Hold on. Hit the cough button. All right, we're back. Right. Not we, you. I was the right. last go-round, I don't think he was an option. Maybe because Louisville wouldn't want him because he did not do it. He was not overly successful at Texas. I think the if you're looking for maybe a reason why he would, Marquette's going to lose most of their team for this year. Whatever their run winds up being, like this will be the last go for Tyler Kolek and, and a lot of those guys who stuck mm-hmm. around for one more year. So maybe, but I'm with you. I, I think that he'd be tough to get away at this point. Like I, I think that he's he's very thankful to get this. I don't want to call it a second chance, but to get a, another opportunity at a Power Five school, he's kind of killing it there right now. I feel like he's got a good thing going. Um, so yeah, we'll see. Texas says Trevor, easy solution. Just get several extra keys made up and leave them all over inside the inside of the studio. That way, there's always a spare around. By the way, my confidence level is a solid nine on the game this weekend. There's no way Brahm is losing to fat ass Mark Stoops and Suck. Um, I love the nine confidence. The studio key thing. I mean, Troy went to make copies. Hopefully, he'll make multiples. I told him he should get them like done in like the Louisville team keys, like I have for my house. That'd be great. Yeah, I was like, you need to get the sports themes one. Man, come on. Get the keypad out and just make like L1C4 of the code. Yeah, it'd be awesome. <laughs> Texas, what if we had the, uh, since we are snobs, should Saturday's theme be wear a tuxedo t-shirt and have the first ever tux out? I would love to have a tux out. <laughs> Imagine being a Everyone has mustaches and pipes. I was just thinking, we're Kentucky fans in their mind. Our version of snobs is wearing like tux t-shirts. Like the, the t-shirt tuxedo. Yeah. The lime beard, crown royal bag. Yeah. That's how they. That's how they picture us. Tux out would be pretty funny though. Texas, just an update on how our blasts in the past are doing. Uh, Matt Cross. Oh my God. <laughs> this he, game, did he have thirty-one points on thirty-one uh, points with eight fourteen to go in the okay. second half? For the record, I thought I thought that was Duke for a second. I was like, wait a second. No, you must have not beat Duke by thirty. I know. Well, because the logo just is at a quick glimpse. You know, looked like a Duke logo. All right, hold on. Let me see what he finished CCSU, with here. CCSU, which I don't know who that is. That'd be Central Connecticut State. Oh, okay. he did score. Th- he finished with thirty-one points in that game. Nine rebounds. How many games did it take him to score 31 points when he was with us? He was three of three from three. 
Matt Cross, I think, had skills. Like, I, he just was the wrong kind of crazy here. And who would have thought he'd work with with, with, with Frank Martin? It's just amazing. I mean, we laughed thinking he wasn't even going to be alive for the start of the season. They seem to be vibing. I think Frank Martin, this may be... You think he's chill? I think he's chilled out. I think he's also nearing the end of his career. Okay, what in what world did Matt Cross taking 12 non-three-pointers? He was 3 of 3 from 3, and that's all he shot. Like, he just didn't want to do any more. I, I thought it was a 3 of 4, but either way. No, I'm just looking at the... Well, I've got 3 of 3 here. Okay, it doesn't matter. He shot... The one I'm looking at is, is a picture of the Texas. He took 12 twos. Did he ever take more than more twos and threes in, in any game with us? I don't think so. I doubt it. I can't imagine. God, that's a shocking... Like, that's just... Oh, man, it's it's kind of irritating, man. 31 points. No. His season out with us was like, what, 13? I didn't realize. So he, uh, I was just seeing this now. He was hospitalized due to illness last year, halfway through the season, and lost 20 pounds. And like, that was, he kind of ended up. What did Frank Martin do to that poor man? Yeah, is, is that what we're going to say? <laughs> That's going to be going with. And then had ended up coming back, scored 28 points, and then had a, a sprain. And now he's he's off to a hell of a start so far this year. Well, that's something. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, a little story time with TK. We'll get back to the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. It's the Mike Rutherford Show, Thanksgiving Eve edition here on Nothing but Oreos and blow pops to eat. I need a key. (laughs) But now I'm stuck in the window again. I'm in the window. (laughs) Call if you see me. I'll never reach the ground. I think I could reach the ground actually from the window here. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back in. I'm not skinny enough now. In the window, window dough. Trevor stuck in the window dough. 502 is the Thornton oh, line. We'll get back to you guys in just a second. I, I was talking about at the beginning of the show, I love the attention that college basketball gets this week for all the, the ways that I think it screws up the beginning of its season, not really announcing itself the way that other sports do. Feast Week is great because they've kind of carved a nice little niche for themselves during this week, at least before the weekend gets here and then football takes over. You've got, I think you get all sorts of people that don't typically watch college hoops that are watching in these three or four days before Thanksgiving. Case in point, I just saw 30 minutes ago, Samuel L. Jackson tweeted the following. Oh, Lord. Damn, this Dickinson MF on at KU Hoops flops like he's on the soccer pitch. 
Samuel L. Jackson taking shots at Hunter Dickinson, which is great. Kansas, by the way, did wrap up third place in the Maui Invitational with a 69-60 win over Tennessee. One for two on bets today. Feeling okay. Feeling good. I need to do Marquette's getting three points, though, right? Marquette, Purdue is a three-and-a-half-point favorite in that game. What are you leaning towards? we got 20 minutes of that game. I'm staying away from it. You, just, you, just know you don't even want to touch it? Don't want to touch it at all. I would bet Purdue, but Marquette, yeah. I, I bet Kansas last night. Marquette made me look silly. I, I've stayed away from that one. Um, I've bet, I bet Florida first half. Don't ask me why. I, 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 like, I like the Gators over <laughs> Pitt the first half. <laughs> I like UCLA to cover four-and-a-half against Gonzaga. I like Virginia covering 10 uh, tonight against West Virginia. I think West Virginia is kind of, still kind of a fraud, although I love my boy Quinn. Um, and then what's the other game that I, I, I ended up taking? Uh, Arkansas to cover. I don't remember who they're playing. But I think they bounce back and cover the spread against a decent opponent. I think it's Missouri State or somebody. Yeah, whatever it is. They're going to cover tonight. I feel good. Uh, take it back. Not Missouri State. Stanford. They're going to cover 6.5 against Stanford. In yeah, the Bahamas. Because that, that, those are too easily confused. I know. I, 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 that's bad. But Battle for Atlantis. They're, Stanford's going to be fine. They're just thin. Right now, they're not okay. I mean, people do say Missouri State is the Stanford of the Midwest. And it was a red school. <laughs> not even the same red. Isn't Missouri State like that dark maroon? Well, so Stanford. No, it's technically a cardinal. You know, it's dark red color. That's what I'm saying. I think it's cardinal. I think it's the definition cardinal of their red. team name. Yeah, yeah, I mean. It's dark. It's dark red. <laughs> All right, you had story time for us. What do you have? It's not really a story. By the way, during the break, I had to look up the Hall Notes thing. Uh-huh. And I, I'm reading the article now, which is entitled Philly Today. Hall is suing Oates, and we can't go for that. <laughs> like, thank you. Terrible headline. There was like six links to headlines about this article, and I, you know which one I'm clicking on? The one that has that headline. Because I mean, you, gotcha. you deserve it. Uh, and I really didn't get much else out of it. It just, just skimming it. I'm was, shocked that somebody with that headline was <laughs> short on details. It's got a copy of like the actual restraining order. Uh, but it seems like, yeah, this is over uh, money royalties and stuff, and not like just he's like afraid of his life or something. I think, yeah. I wish they had been fighting. <laughs> there was a band that got into a fight on stage last night at a concert. Was it really? Yeah, and they canceled the rest of their shows. What was the concert? Who was it? It's like Boston something massacre. I'd never heard of them before. It's but not, not the people that does the Walking in the Boston band, right? The, no, 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 no. Not, not okay. Not, not Dropkick Murphy. That's who they were. So, yeah. Um, was it? It's something massacre. Um, so it wasn't just a clever title. Yeah, it was it was a very <laughs> funny fight. Okay. Um, uh Brian Jonestown Massacre is the name of the band. I've never heard of them. I haven't either, but they, I mean there's a decent crowd there, so I assume that people have heard of them. Yeah. But they got to a, a fight on stage. It, it's a great That's fight. Good. Like the uh, this guy's like walking off stage, the other guy takes a swing at him with like, with a guitar handle and they start brawling. Like four people fall at the exact same time. It's it's basically art. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. <laughs> so this isn't a story, but this is something that's been kind of bugging me the last couple of weeks. Okay. Like okay, so you uh, you can relate to this. You uh, I'm not, at least half of this. I don't like the way that started. Something's been bugging me the last few weeks, and then it goes right to you. Well, because it gets because I get the the updates to my phone from both my Ring and the neighborhood app. Okay, like, and you get the neighborhood stuff too. And we've talked about neighborhood stuff. We're like, you go and see an email, or a, you get a, like a message from them, and it's like it opens up with something like, "Can you believe this happened?" And you're like, "Oh, what?" And you click on it. It's like yeah. from some Virginia or something, or it's exactly anywhere near us. Um. But like recently, it's I don't know. Like you know where I live. Like I'm in, I'm in Easton Louisville. I, I, I wouldn't say I'm in a snobbish neighborhood, but I I mean I'm closer to entitled than than than, than some maybe in my neighborhood. I'm, sure. I'm a nice upper middle class. You know I'm I'm not, but the neighborhood is. But like every night I get like these these ring and like neighborhood updates to my phone, and that's like three four of them a night are like gunshots. 
Oh yeah, helicopters. Please, I'm sorry. Like, am I living in the? Am, am, am I in a ghetto over here? Am I, no, am, because the thing is, do the, I live in Watts? I mean, the what? answer to the question because I get the same one every day. It's like, did I just hear gunshots? The answer every single time is no. <laughs> no, it's like, but every night I get at least. I mean, I kid you not. I'll screenshot at least three a night of something you know, like helicopters. Same. Police are in the neighborhood. There's gunshots. Did you hear? Last night I got one. I mean, I almost like wanted to look it up as. Did anyone else hear a woman screaming uh, like a banshee outside? Is anyone in trouble? I'm like, what? That's, like, maybe go outside. Don't I just mean, run the next door. How about don't call? Put uh, how about call nine one one? Like don't like you're putting on the neighborhood app. You hear you see a woman like screaming running down the street, and you're on the neighborhood app. Like anybody else see this? Anyone see that giant blood spatter <laughs> on the driveway at thirty nine oh eight? So I don't know. I just I, I start getting, I, again. You live in a nicer neighborhood. I, I as I, as do I for the most part. But I'm like I get these every night. And I'm like yeah, I see the same thing. Like d- should I be worried? Should I like be afraid to go out of my house? Do I live in the purge? No, you don't. Okay, because I mean it's usually a car backfiring or like somebody I, yelling. I feel like there's not even a car backfiring. Somebody like like someone's like some woman's husband just like farted in his sleep and she's like gunshot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean like. Like how many gunshots are going off in my neighborhood? I see the helicopter one too. We live right by the hospital, so like the helicopter's constantly that makes going sense for o- you, o- yeah. over us. Like it's not like yeah. I do get a helicopter. Re- I don't know why. My, I do get I do get helicopters over near above my house on occasion. And in the past, it used to be anytime we'd heard a helicopter, we always kind of like linked it to the, the juvenile, juvenile prison. Center. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, no, like, there had been breakouts. I mean, when I was growing up, there was you know there we was, played a baseball game there one time in the field behind, and like three kids like ran out, and, like some like, parole officers yeah. were like running after them. I was like, "Is this okay?" I'm like, <laughs> "I'm seven years old." I'm like, "This seems wrong." <laughs> so I mean, there's and and my grandmother had a story of a woman who tried to break into our house from there when when back in like the seventies. Uh, she just, the woman a girl broke out of there and just like literally tried to walk in our back door, uh, in our in their kitchen, but. Uh, so but yeah, so I just you know I kind of grew up, like, but now I mean that that place has been gone for years. I, I yeah. mean, there's like a halfway house by Westport Middle, but it's nowhere near what the juvenile of the center was. And like, yeah, it's I don't know, I, I don't. It's been, bug, it's been bugging me for weeks, and I just I hadn't brought it up. And last night I got like I think last night was the like the woman screaming like a banshee, and I'm like, what what is going on in my neighborhood? Like, when did I move to the Thunderdome? The good thing is you don't leave your house, so you're 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 gonna be okay. Well, thank God. Yeah. Apparently, people are out there. You know, just it's, it's like you know, a mad mad world out there. I just want you to start taking your drone drone just to investigate. Like you like read something on next door. You're like, all right, get the drone out. Let's go see what's over there. I'm gonna crash the drone next day. You're gonna get all these neighborhood updates. Alien landing. Uh, alien ship landed in my backyard. You're gonna start becoming like an avid user of the next door app, and you're just gonna be like. Actually, according to my drone footage, there was <laughs> there were three kids that ran out of a house at approximately eleven thirteen p.m. I saw no sign of a firearm near any of them. Oh, don't hope even, this helps. Yeah, that didn't start footage attached. I didn't even bring up the amount of break in uh, posts I get on a. This person was caught stealing and that and lost dogs. Does people not know how to put a leash on their dog in this neighborhood? That's our neighborhood too. I mean, every our day, cars do get broken into get, a lot. I, I, see, I don't get that. I used to leave my car running. But like suddenly, I guess apparently, I, I without knowing my, I've moved into the to the wild town part of town. Well, it happens. I didn't even leave. I didn't even know that I was on the wrong side of the tracks. Every part of town's the wild part of town now. Well, we're all snobbish though. Are, 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 is it is Louisville like an overly just crime riddled city, or is it uh, is it 
too snobbish. Yeah, U- when did UK that, fans can't decide. When did that move next to Cardinal Stadium where, where you can't walk at night without being attacked by the the, the sharks or the jets? Like they, you never they know. Do. Yeah, you never know. Be safe out there, Kentucky fans that are coming to town this weekend. The Beepo Brady boys. The Beepo Brady's boys. <laughs> don't don't go on the wrong side of those tracks. Might get hit with a nice little sub. Sub to the face. <laughs> okay, so that wasn't a story. That was just something that was bugging me. I, had to get, I, had to, I just had to get that out of my system. Like, am I the only one? Oh, the key is officially in the door here. You can't lock me in here. I've got, I've got a key now. So do I not need to, like, take the – because the note just says, do not close, but the door is closed. You can just never close your door or you're going to die in there. That's what I think. It's you will lock yourself in. <laughs> you, it's like skull bone with like the the eyes xed out. I mean, seriously, you will die. This is more threatening than the message on the side of my cigarette pack. <laughs> They're just doing it for your safety. If we had, we had we had this place put the cigarette pack warning, I might never smoke. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. We'll go back to the the Thornton's text line. Texture says, uh, "Trevor, I watch Silver Spoons, Kelsey." <laughs> That's me being snob. That's the closest way you can call me a snob is because I watch Silver Spoons. I think it's hilarious that they're calling us snobs when in reality, like I, I wrote a bit. I used to always do back when I was like, heavily involved in rivaling, and I would take shots at UK. I did this like what Kentucky means to me post, and, and I would always bring up the fact that. They accuse us of being like trash and like, you know, yeah. you're just so drunk and all that stuff. And I was like, you guys, I, I've been to Lexington many times. It's the same exact thing, except you guys are like wearing dresses. So you call it classy. Like at Caitlin, like peeing your pants and falling over and throwing up. And, like it, It's classy when you do it at a dress at a horse track, but apparently it's trashy <laughs> when you do it at a bar in Louisville. That's the SEC for you. As long as you put a suit and tie on, it, it doesn't class. matter. Yeah, it doesn't it's, matter. Yeah. yeah, fighting the stands, it's classy. That adds the CL. It goes classy. from ass to class. Ashy to classy. <laughs> Texas, typical UK fans, uh, typically UK fans would be the more snobbish ones, i.e. country club types, very odd thing to say. Probably was the first insult he could think of. He's not a genius. <laughs> I, I, I There's no... Look, <laughs> both fan bases have their fair share of snobby oh, yeah. fans, and both fan bases have their fair share of very not snobby fans. It's, yeah, it, 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 hurling that insult from either side is kind of a weird place to go. I think he both... Use the I think he used the wrong word, like it would, especially with the players. But more so, I think it's just I think he's had interactions on Twitter, which would probably some of the worst of the worst. It's and not it's, like this is like Louisville Wake Forest, the Orange Bowl, where, where quite literally these Wake Forest fans came by in a horse and carriage when we're tailgating. <laughs> like they were they were in a, a horse drawn carriage, and my friends, like six of whom aren't wearing t shirts, are like, "Get your fun in now! You're not gonna have any when the game starts." And this woman's like, "Oh my." Like had her like she like braced herself. I was like, I can't believe they said something to us. I'm like, that was a true like snobs versus non snobs rivalry thing. Does he expect like to go to like the game on Saturday and like Grey Poupon being served in concession stands? That's what we do. <laughs> Tea's ready. Tea's ready. <laughs> the official tea provider of Cardinal Athletics. Like in, like instead of uh, Joker the Thief and Zerko, we play like the theme to Downtown Abbey. <laughs> it's Downton. Down, I if know. If you were a true snob, you would know. I know, I know, God. I know. My aunt, like, took my mom and, like, people to, to see that movie. And, like, we were all at the restaurant before they did it. The women went. Me and my me and my uncles were like, yeah, we're not going. But, like, we kept saying that. And my aunt was just losing it. She's like, it's Downton Abbey. I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's third down. Here's some Bach for you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else snobby like Michael Boulier. Is that snobby? 
<laughs> I don't well, know. I'm feeling yeah. good. Actually, we did use that for an intro video one time. Maybe, maybe Dion's onto something here. See, I don't even know what's considered snob music. That's the problem. Like, I mean, what, to me, snob music is like Skid Row. I mean, <laughs> winger. That's snobby to me. Like, what, what do you? Want? Texas says, I just bought a tuxedo for the snowball last weekend. My seats are in the crunch zone, six rows up. Should I wear it Saturday to support our snobbish fan base and slam beers out of a plastic martini glass? Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, and yes. Yeah, you'll get on TV, too. The snowball's fun that. time. You'll enjoy it. Uh, congrats. I don't know. I, I think we're, we think of two different things. What, 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 is, what, <laughs> what, is, <laughs> what is this definition of snowball? <laughs> Okay. I mean, I mean, and if you're wondering why I'm confused, Google. But what? What? What is? I what mean, is? Don't. Don't. Actually. <laughs> not at work, at least. It's a. <laughs> it, it's a. It's an event. It's like a gala. Oh, is it like something like you? It's it, a Norton's thing. Okay. Yeah. But it's fancy. It's Norton's thing. What's the thing where you like cotillion? That's it. Isn't that a thing? Cotillion ball. Cotillion is a thing. Yeah, that's where you like teach like uh, kids to act like it's like you know, eighteen hundred. Exactly. England. Yeah. So that's what we should that's what we should do all our fans to go up to the game on Saturday act like we're doing that. Texas says snobbish from the Keelan crowd. That's rich. Yeah, really, I know. Texas, the Miami game was the best that Plummer has had, and he kind of won it for us the last quarter. As long as the defense shows up, I think we could blow out UK. I don't think we will, but I also don't think that we're going to lose big. Should be close and rowdy. God, I hope we win. Brahma's always delivered. Just give me this one more thing, and it's a near perfect season. I know we don't want to talk about it, so let's get this out of the way like now as opposed to Friday. Okay. But what's the reaction if we lose? Like the fan base is gonna be upset. Like there will be a segment of the fan base. I think most people will be like, this sucks, but still what a hell of a season. Let's go beat Florida State and win a conference championship. But yeah, this definitely stings. But there will be a, a segment of the fan base that is like you can't lose to UK. Like you cannot do this. This this invalid. Like there was somebody after the game on on Saturday last week when I'm like, you know, I'm tweeting, I'm celebrating. Who was like, if we lose next week, none of this means anything. I think that's a the vast minority of the family. But there will be people who say that. I and and I'm more in the latter of our maybe it's the former than the latter of your your descriptions where. Yes, it sucks. This is horrible. I didn't want to lose this game. We well, that's lost. the rational. Opinion. But that's after every game. I mean, yeah. for the I mean, I mean, I mean, we lose to we lose to them. We still it's not our worst loss of the season. Still, I mean, they're still not worse than Pitt. There is that. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's a get, No matter what, Pitt's the worst loss of the season. I it mean, feels worse, but it would it not does. be a little worse. Maybe. I yeah. I mean, but to, to like be like the season's over. You everything's ruined. So that, that's that's kind of. Dumb, I think. I mean, I, I like you say. I'm not gonna tell you how to fan. That's that's up to you. But I think you're 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 putting yourself through misery that's not required. I think the word is just annoying. Like it, it would be annoying for sure. Yeah, it wouldn't change the big picture of how great the season was and how would you know, it shock you? It would no. It wouldn't shock me. Okay, good. it would surprise me. It wouldn't shock me. All right, I'm saying. I, I think it would be. It would remind me a little bit of, and, and these aren't. The same thing, exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of comparing apples and, and grapes a little bit, but like in '98 when UK won the national title in basketball and we beat them with a terrible team, like, like maybe Crumb's worst or second worst team. Yeah. Like, it's not like they didn't celebrate the national title because they lost to Louisville. I mean, it they, was annoying to have you know, little snot-nosed kids like me being like, "Oh, congrats on being second in the state and first in the country." But that was '86, by the way. 
They beat us that year too. Yeah, that was, was with, yeah, a, that was with a bad team. National champions were state, state, uh, but you couldn't be state champions. That was the whole. Yeah. Like it's annoying, but it doesn't. Like I'm not going to let it ruin the bigger picture, which is that we had a great season and that our first year head coach is has us dreaming big things for the first time in a long time. So like I I, I just. I want to win the game because I want to avoid the annoyance, and because you know, just eleven and one is, is so much better than ten and two. Like, let's let's have a one loss season. Let's keep dreaming. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I'm not. This is nothing. I mean, I want to win every game, like well, every yeah. game. I mean, I'm angry after, especially at this point in the season when you know that you you know built so much up, and these kind of seasons, you know, while we have had them before, do not come every year. I mean, you don't want to, like I said, I think a few weeks ago, you just don't want to waste having such a good defense, a good running game right now in a season, a special season like this. And I don't think, I don't think we have wasted it. And I don't think losing to the UK will be a waste, make it a waste. But it would it, suck. It would, it would suck. Yeah, it would, it would, it would definitely suck. Do we have a new Allen Electrical ad? Um, Texas, we do. I, there's, there's two. I that, didn't listen. Well, I think that maybe because there's two that rotate. I don't like that if that's true. Because remember when they played back to back the other day and you, you you brought it up. I thought it was the same ad that played back to back. No, they're two different. Okay, two different breaks. All right, well, that makes me feel better. I think one has a woman's voice and the other is the the, the more infamous. I need to be kind of smiling through the governor's cup. Kind of smiling has gotten us to eleven and one or ten and one. <laughs> kind of smiling needs to get us to eleven and one. Can't make a mess up the mojo now. Yeah, I mean, I think the the one with the guy in the driveway is the more popular one that plays. Yeah. Texas Stoops keeps his composure about as well as Frank the Tank and old school the locker room scene. <laughs> Annoying as Dave Claus on the sideline. We have stuff to talk about with Dave Claus. I saw that. We gotta get into that. Yeah. Texas, the amount of Kentucky fans that act like they absolutely crushed us last year is insane. Last year's games was a lot closer than they tend to remember. Well, it's only because it was close by comparison to the rest of the games before it, though. It, yeah, I mean, it was. I mean, it's, they still beat us by thirteen or fourteen. They beat us by thirteen, twenty-six, yeah. thirteen, and it was twenty-three to seven at one point. Like we, we never led in the game. We got down 13 nothing. Remember, we scored right before half. Malik came in the game. He was hurt, but he led us on a touchdown drive, and then we were getting the ball to start the second half. And I was like, okay, you know, hey, we scored. We got the momentum. Let's come out and score to start the second half, and we may have something here. And then we went three and out, didn't we? We went three and out. Yeah. They kicked a field goal, and then Malik threw a uh, a pick that they returned to like the 10-yard line. They scored to go up 23-7, and he got hurt on that play, and—, and yeah, the game, was, the, game. the game was pretty much Brock yeah. came in, and we still were like, let's run the ball down 23-7. It didn't look as bad in the scoreboard, but it, it felt no different than the games before, to be honest. It right. was, a, it was for the most part, it was a domination. It, it was, was it was a step in the right direction compared to like us losing by 31 every year, but it was it was still It, it reminded me of the, 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 the crack door beer when we lost 27-2, where like that game was kind of a slow beatdown, but the score was all we kept. We, we were always kind of close because, you know, they only scored 27 when it was all said and done, but. Like, it was never close, even though we were only, like, maybe a score away from being in the game. Yeah. And in, and in the end, it was 27-2. to two. Weird thing. So they uh, scored a touchdown, late, like, near the end of that game, if you remember. I do. Yeah. Weird thing about this year's game, uh, which I didn't realize. You know, I've watched a little bit of Kentucky, but I, I hadn't really, like, dip, dove into the stats until this week. And Keith Wynn was the first person that I saw point this out. Like, Kentucky plays so slow. And you know they've got Ray Davis, who I, I still am concerned about. When you think about Kentucky these last few years, and they've been good, it's like dominant run game. They throw the ball occasionally. They just, but they they kick asses in the trenches. They've they have the second fewest run plays in all of the FBS. Only Western Kentucky has run the ball fewer times than Kentucky has this year. Isn't that kind of shocking? Not that Western's number one in less least right, runs, but, but, but Kentucky. 
Yeah, Kentucky, yeah. Is, and they play, they've play. they run the second fewest overall plays in all of college football. They, they play at the second slowest pace. Like, this could be – I know that we'll talk more about this on Friday, and I know that I say, like, well, you say this about every game, but this game especially, I feel like, needs to be one where we keep having these fast starts, where we, we play from ahead the entire game. Because if you fall behind these guys, they're going to bleed the clock, and we're already not a great – like. like Quick strike offense. I know we, we came from behind last week, but if we're behind like fourteen nothing, you know we get behind late in the game, kind of like we did against Pitt. And you're asking Jack Plummer to throw down the field every play. If you become one dimensional against these guys, I think you're you're in big time trouble. So, it, like this is going to be a fast game when it comes to like the like real time speed because mm-hmm. I think both teams are going to run the ball a ton. But they do not want to to play fast. I think Liam Cohen said yesterday that like next year. We want to get into more of a faster-paced offense, but it's too late for them to just totally change it up going into this week. So uh, I don't know. It'll be that'll be interesting. The other thing that Mark Stoops said that I thought was was really he apparently said this is a radio show. I saw a couple of the UK writers talking about this. Was he was basically like this will be the last game that a lot of our players play, insinuating that a lot of guys are going to skip the bowl game. Like you'll have guys enter the transfer portal. You'll have some guys that are going to go ahead and declare for the draft. He kind of hinted that Devin Leary may not play in the bowl game, which I think is sort of outrageous. Like it's one thing if you're Will Levis and, and you're going to be a first or second round pick and doing it, but Leary, like, is he really is he going to be a draft pick at all? Like, like maybe just playing the bowl game. You've been kind of a disappointment already. But like he basically was like, we're putting a lot of like this is kind of our bowl game. Like, like he, he didn't come out and say that, but that was the implication was that a lot of guys like this is the last time wearing the uniform. They really want to win this thing. A lot of these guys have never lost to Louisville. So, like again, I think you're you're going to get UK's best shot for sure in this game. I would hope so. It's a rivalry game. Yeah. Leave it all on the field, Trev. <laughs> Thank you, Dan Fouts. We do have a—we'll get back to the text line next hour. I've got a couple other things that I want to talk about. But I, I, we, sh- we have to make mention, there is a UofL sporting event today, and it's a big one. The Louisville volleyball team wraps up its regular season. They're about to start uh, over there at uh, LNN Federal Arena. It's Louisville versus Georgia Tech. Cards are number seven in the country. Georgia Tech is number 12 in the country. And Louisville actually dropped uh, their match in five sets at GT earlier this year. There's still an outside shot that UofL could win the, a share of the ACC championship. They need to win today and then have Pitt and Florida State drop one of their last two matches. That way all three teams would finish at 15-3. and three. But regardless, this is a big-time matchup for Louisville in terms of seeding. The NCAA tournament bracket comes out on Sunday, so hopefully the Cards can pick up a big victory over the Yellow Jackets and, and finish this regular season on the right note. Uh, go Cards. Go Cards. Beat GT. All right, we got one more hour left of the show. We'll take some text from you guys, 502-414-1450. We'll talk about this Dave Clawson comment. He went scorched earth again yesterday. I just and got bad news on our text. Trevor's got some bad news. Do you want to say it now or do you want to save it? What, what is it? Uh, it's too hard. I get. I'll, okay. I'll say it to break. It's just. Uh, it's very devastating. Okay. Well, I don't like that. I hope you just. Hope it's like half joking. I was half joking. Okay. Thank God. All right. Five o'clock hour is up next. Keep it locked right here. Mike Rutherford show continues on fourteen fifty and ninety six one. The Big X. In the shadow, shadow, we're far from the shadow now. The Big X Sports Radio, 1450 and 
classic TK random Wednesday. You know this is? It's Gin Blossoms, isn't it? No, no, this is a band. You know they're one hit, but this is actually another song off that album that produced their one hit. Um, Then I don't know them. It's better than Ezra. Oh, it does? Well, they have that Jim Blossom sound, for sure. Yeah, it does. Uh, this is, uh, uh, that, I, that album that had good on it, was I thought, was actually a Living pretty complete album. with you all. It's called In the Blood, was that the name of that song? Though. In the Blood. Which was, uh, yeah, pretty good song. I liked it. Did you like it? I liked it. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back in, 5 o'clock hour. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving Eve to you. Hopefully your weekend, your holiday weekend is already off and rolling. If it's not, yeah. still, thanks for spending some time with us. If you're listening on podcast, trying to avoid the family, on Thanksgiving morning or Thanksgiving Eve night, we love you too. We love all of you. Appreciate you getting the job done. The, the guy who who keeps betting on whoever we're playing that week because it's bringing us good luck. He makes one five dollar money line bet and one five dollar spread bet against who for whoever we're playing. I'm assuming basketball, right? No football. Oh, he, he did it early in the season, and then like we we kept winning, and so he's 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 like it hurts me. I'm losing all this these bets, but I feel like I've got to keep doing it. And today he sent in screenshots. He was like, this one hurt me the most. He had to bet $10 total on Kentucky. $5 oh, money line and $5 yeah. to cover. But the heroes are stepping up all over this great city. I agree. Every week we've got people that are doing what they have to do to ensure that the UofL football team continues to win. We've got the guy who's drinking Guinness before every game. Mm-hmm. We've got the drinks guy, like how many do I need to drink before every game. We've got people that are wearing their bird mask at certain times, people that are wearing the same outfits, people that won't take down their UofL decorations, even though they want to get decorated for Christmas. Everybody is stepping up. This is a community effort. We have gotten this team to 10-1, and one, and we're just three days away from hopefully bringing that damn Governor's Cup back to Louisville for the first time since 2017, keeping it here for a long time after that. Whatever you've been doing, keep it going. One game left. Well, a couple of games left. We'll have the conference championship game. But for, for, for now, we're focused on Kentucky, beating them, making Deion Walker eat his words, and making Mark Stoops cry a little bit on Thanksgiving we weekend. we got four games left, right? Maybe four games. I, think, I, I, I picture four games. Potentially four is games. Drinking Guinness, is that considered snobbish? No, it's just not what you want to do before a game. You don't you don't want to chug a bunch of Guinness. It's what, it's very filling. What what would be the snobbish beer is like like, like uh what what's not I don't want to say ale, but uh what's uh the, the very sp- hoppy. IPA. I, okay, IPA that's the word. Okay, that's the yeah, cuz I don't you know I don't know beers. That's the word I was looking for, IPA. With a name that like doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's is that would be a snobby beer. Yingling is that a snobby beer? Not really. No. Okay. No. But it's got a weird name. I mean, kind of. But it, I mean, Yingling is, is very much like a corporate beer now. Is it okay? But a snobby beer is when you're like, oh, is that like a, is that a Yingling? And you're like, no, this is actually a, a glassware obsessive <laughs> alien from the Hard Root Company. You've probably never heard of it. Like, that's what that is. Actually, that, that, that sounds more hippie, hipster than, than, than It is, snob. but it's, like, it's, it's very beer snob. Like, okay. Like that's very beer snobby. <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's a. Like, it's Heine, the, it's actually a condescending architect. It's the name of the beer. I feel a, like eight point three APV. It's so weird because like when I when, when in my in my younger drinking days of the of the mid nineties, like like Rolling Rock would be snobbish beer to me. Like that's. I used to like Rolling Rock. I'm sure you did. Uh, it was I mean, not snobby. <laughs> like Heineken was snobby. Well, Heineken, yeah. Even though I always got drunk and had fun saying Heineken. Um, Heineken was kind of like the like the 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 bro beer if you wanted to drink something that was like a step up from Bud Light and see, Miller Light. Bro, Miller's bro Light. beer to me was Bud Ice. Like the guy, like I got a Bud Ice keg. I'm like, dude, no. We had some. We did that once. <laughs> I, th- 
it. <laughs> the best thing, because you know there was a big thing. Like when we first started drinking, it was all, it was like Bud Ice has slightly more alcohol, uh, right? I remember, yeah. And I so know. we went. We were going to Red River Gorge, and we went to like buy this keg and like get Bud Ice. It's gonna be like way more. And, and so like <laughs> we went to the store and like the, they didn't have a Bud Ice keg, so we just got standard Bud Light. And we went there. It was like total placebo effect. Like all of our friends were like, dude. This sounds crazy, but like I'm feeling this butt ice already, and like I'm just like, what it was like, didn't say anything. I was like, you stupid idiot. <laughs> Smirnoff a snobby drink? No. Okay. <laughs> Mike's hard in lemonade. No, this, I don't know if you. I think you and Dion Walker both struggle to know what snobby actually is. <laughs> well, I mean, it's relative term, right? I mean, technically. True. It was kind of a snobby comment by me, right? There. Uh, yeah, exactly. Thank you. Do you not know big words? Do you not know words? like snob? <laughs> What what would be to define the difference between pretentious and snob? I think they're they're pretty they're very similar. Very similar. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's synonyms. So so if I call my doorman Samuel, I'm both snobbish and pretentious. Well you're just mispronouncing things. <laughs> I have a paper mache hat. Speaking of <laughs> elitist and snobby and all this stuff, let's talk about uh, Dave Clawson and Wake Forest and oh, what he said yesterday. Hey, you're elitist and snobby. Yeah, I mean this was I'm curious to hear your thoughts. If you don't know what we're talking about, so Dave Clawson had media availability last night, and he was he started talking about like Notre Dame had this huge senior night celebration for Sam Hartman. Like it, it basically became like Sam Hartman night. Which I didn't quick see it, but okay. quick aside, Sam. So, so you know Notre Dame does the thing where they like they throw mar- the student section throws marshmallows on senior night at the end. Oh, of the I didn't know. No, I did not know that. Like I, for some reason, like I, I knew that the the Notre Dame SB Nation website for a long time was rakes of mallows. I just I didn't know the story. So when we went there in, in 2014, it was actually was exactly nine years ago today. Was the Louisville Notre Dame game in South Bend? It was the, their last home game. It was senior night, and like the student section just all started pelting each other. I was like, what the hell's going on? And I was like, oh, it's a tradition. They throw marshmallows at each other before the the, the fourth quarter of the last home game of the senior for seniors. They, I, they all bring marshmallows. I know you don't know this answer, but I got to look it up and I'll do it after, off the air. But how the hell did that tradition start? I know that I read it somewhat like, at some where point. Where does that start? I've I mean, forgotten the story. I know I read it at some point afterwards. Like, it, it's, yeah, it, it's been around like, for the, like, it's fairly modern. It's been like 25, 30 years. Been, okay, so it's not even, it's not even I like think. old. Okay. Don't, don't quote me on that. We can look it up during the break. I could see that being something a millennial would start. But anyways, so, so Sam Hartman, he tells the story after the game. He was like, we have hot chocolate on the sidelines. I'm done playing. I get myself a cup of hot chocolate. Like all of a sudden, like as this is happening, a marshmallow lands directly in my hot chocolate. He's like, I'm looking around to see which teammate did it, and I see this girl in the student section like going nuts, and everybody like she threw it like 30 yards from the stands right into my hot chocolate. He's like, I don't know her name. I know what she looks like, and I was like, this is like the plot of a uh, some sort of like romantic movie, like this is a classic <laughs> rom com. But anyways, it was all about Sam Hartman. Like Notre Dame, like love Sam Hartman, and then so Dave Clawson kind of goes on a rant yesterday, and we can we don't need to play the. Do you do you want to play the audio? Uh, it's about a minute, right? Yeah, I've got it because I've got it. I brought it up on your. I can play it if you want. All right, go ahead and cue it up. Yeah, this is Dave Clawson talking about Sam Hartman. Reality, and there's no point in complaining about it. Um, you know, we saw. It last week in South Bend, right? I mean, it's, you know, here's a guy that we recruited and we developed and, you know, they're putting a video on him saying, we will always love you. And I'm like, you only dated him for a couple of months. It can't be love. <laughs> We're the ones that love him. We had five years with him. You rented him for a season. So, 
you know, and that's, you know, they, they, they bought them and rented them for a year and now they love them. So it's, uh, you know, that, that, when that video played, it's just like, holy cow, this is where college football is. So you, you can cut it there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause I, first of all, first of all, first of all, first of all, yeah, let's set the record straight. We love Sam Hartman more than both of you all combined. I agree 100%. We, if anybody he's given loves, us more than anything he's given either of those teams. If, if anybody <laughs> loves Sam Hartman and is sad to see him go, it's Louisville fans. Yeah. So let's stop right there. Yeah. Two, nobody plays the bitter, annoyed oh. old man better than, than Dave Clawson. I mean, it's not even be- I love how he's laughing it off, but it's one of those like I'm laughing, but I'm really like pissed off type thing. Well, he starts he starts off the entire quote by saying like I don't want to gripe about this, and then goes right into like griping about yeah, it. I don't want to yeah. complain. It's like the I hate to complain, but it's like you do you do you hate to complain? You can't fall in love with somebody with six months. Actually, you can, Dave. I mean, it's very possible. <laughs> Three, he's kind of right. Like you know, he it's not like I get where he's coming from. It, it is. I understand both sides because we've had players that have come here for just one year. Like, I mean, case in point, like we love Jamari Thrash. I, I know he's he, he kind of has his numbers have dwindled a little bit as the season has gone on. He's dealt with injuries. Yeah. But like for the first six games, like we were all. I mean, Jamari Thrash and the Louisville love affair. We've had guys like this before in basketball. Damian Lee, very beloved here, loves Louisville and back. Carly Jones, we love him. But I get the other side where it's like. You know, do you even know this guy? He's played for you. He he went to your campus for a semester. He played for you for three months, four months, and then he's gone. Like if we had, imagine a world where you know we were in the, the Big East and then we went to the AAC. But like, say we weren't going to go to the ACC, and Teddy Bridgewater plays for us for three years. This is back before COVID when you can play like six seasons. Mm-hmm. He plays for us for three years and then decides like I can't win a national title at Louisville. I've done all I can do here. I'm going to LSU for my last season of college football, and then he like goes there, wins the Heisman, does the Burrow thing, helps them win a national title or play for a national title, and they're all like, Teddy, Teddy, and they're doing all the senior day festivities. Like That would suck. It would cut at our hearts a little bit, right? Well, yeah, but not because they're doing it. It's because he's not with us. Well, th- And that's kind of the point that, I mean, and that's, that he's that's making that's where here. Dave's, Dave, yeah, but he's coming off kind of like a, a spurned lover then. Oh, he absolutely he, is. He's like, you know, I'm glad, you know, I hope, uh, well, I had not, he's like the woman who got dumped at, who put her husband through like medical school, and then when he became a doctor, he ditched her. Like, that's what he kind of sounds like, which I guess he has room. Uh, exactly. He has room to complain. He's, he and her have both room to complain about that, I guess. But he's a douche. He's just a douche who I can kind of understand. Yeah, but you, you complain about it, but that's something you complain about, like, privately. Exactly. You, know, you don't do it publicly. I mean, it's just. I agree. Because it comes off. Yeah. Like, he's trying to laugh. Like, oh, we made him. We created him. Like, damn, first of all, I mean, that's kind of like, what he's saying? You should own him? I mean. There's running players. Did uh, Wake Forest not run a player this year? That's the NCAA way. I mean, I mean, did they not? Did they not have a, a grad transfer coming in at Wake Forest at all? And if they didn't, that explains their record. But he, well, he's also subtly, I think, trying to remind people like there's a reason why we're four and seven this year and why Notre Dame just beat us by a billion points. Yeah, it, it did kind of suck that Notre Dame's senior day was against Wake Forest. Like, I mean, like they played last week and it went very poorly for Wake Forest. So not only are you getting your ass kicked, but you're seeing like Notre Dame fans be like, "We love you, we love you." To this guy who literally played for you for the last five years. I mean, they weren't saying they love him throughout the season. He was getting kind of up and down for me. Oh, they all loved him. I guess. Mostly just because he's so handsome. He is. He's very handsome. I've used this picture on my Tinder. Profile. <laughs> I've, I've, I've used Sam Hartman pictures of bait and switch on my Tinder on many a time. <laughs> I saw the, did you see the, the Clemson girl sign? I, I guess I missed it when it actually happened, but there was a, <laughs> I don't even know if I can say that. Like there was oh, a, come on. I, I brought a snowball. <laughs> you did. <laughs> 
there's a sign when uh, the Clemson, I don't know if Clemson had college game day or if they had you know now there's like 75 different of these like weekend college football shows like Fox does one like Barstool has one so the fans kind of show up yeah. like they do at college game day but she had this sign that said like uh, Tigers on top and then underneath it said but this man can get on top of me and had a picture of Sam, Sam Hartman, Hartman. <laughs> and then had this like whole like line about like how he's like the, the sexiest man but, like Sam Hartman's been dealing with a lot of love I wonder if he'd be getting as much from Notre Dame fans if he wasn't like the next bachelor which is what all Wake Forest quarterbacks do after they're done playing. Yeah, mostly, yeah. Did, 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 did Wake Forest not give him a senior day as well? It is what, what was his senior year with Wake Forest? I think they did because he had, and he said this before, like he had planned on just like this is it, like I, I'm done. And he was like, I didn't even. He's like, he's like, I hadn't even considered the option of using the sixth year. Like I was getting ready to, to start preparing for the draft and, and whatever was next. And then like he's like, I read a rumor. That I was interested in going to like Michigan or or something. <laughs> he, read a, he, he like read a message board room. They're like Sam Hartman is like in talks with Michigan. He's like it wasn't true, but it did kind of put that thought in my mind. I was like, oh, like I I maybe I do want to do this. And then Notre Dame reached out, and he was like, the rest is history. I couldn't turn it down. But I would assume that Wake Forest did do a senior day thing with him last year, and he was real, like he was really good there. But I, I understand where Clawson's coming from. It does suck. I get it. But you're right. Like it's not the venue, and also the way that he goes about it is just like the oh, like uh, I don't want to complain about this, but let me complain about this for a minute. Yeah, and you're complaining, and you're treating him like an ex girlfriend, and you're acting like a like a just a just mad ex ex. He's a whiner. Yeah, Dave Clawson's whi- yeah. a classic whiner. Yeah, he doesn't want it. You know, he wants to make excuses. He doesn't want to like say, oh, you know, maybe we'll just go out and get the next, uh, you know, quarterback that could be the next Sam Hartman. But I mean. He's kind of right. I mean, like Wake Forest could not afford Sam Hartman. No, 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 no. And Notre Dame could. So he's just like the hot girl. You, you, you couldn't date her. You couldn't afford to date her anymore. You had to let her go. But I mean, you also like this is the, the hypocrisy of coaches that when they complain about this sort of thing. So Dave Clawson came from from Bowling Green, right? That uh, sounds right. Yeah. Guess what? Bowling Green couldn't afford Dave Clawson once yeah. he started winning enough. Wake and Forest think, could, and, and think, he didn't stay at Bowling Green. And I promise you, dollars of donuts if he was winning a little bit more at Wake Forest, at least consistently at the end of a season, as he does in the beginning, then he would leave Wake Forest for somewhere. Like, I don't know, Notre Dame. If Notre Dame fired... Oh, they would. They, he would go in a heartbeat. And offered Dave Clawson the job today. You think he's turning that down because his loyalty to Wake Forest? No. So, you mean, you know, what's the, what do the kids say these days? Keep that same energy, Dave. <laughs> Staying in the headline. Speaking of speaking of whiny, I don't know. Have you seen this headline for uh, for Jim Ursa yet? I, I I saw something about it. Tell me again, because you know how much I love Jim Ursa. Yeah, I, I got an email. So that there's a there's a new like special about Jim Ursa. Like I almost forwarded you the link because I wanted you to watch. He's it. Such a putz. I got like the HBO uh, like first first viewing of it coming so, out. So Ursa Ursa, who obviously if you remember was arrested for having like a trunk full of pharmaceuticals back in 2014. Okay. Has come out today and said his 2014 arrest. This is a quote. This is on ESPN, so I'm assuming it's an exact quote. His 2014 arrest for operating a vehicle while intoxicated was a result of police prejudice against him for being quote a rich white billionaire. Oh boy. Air in quote. Oh boy. Oh, and you wonder why you wonder why I've 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 thought or say. 
and the Ursa family and, and as a whole has just been nothing but a burden on on the world. So right? th- this is from the HBO show. This is what I was talking about. Oh, is this okay? So this came. So, this was a clip from the doc. Yeah, yeah I, I what do you expect the, a pillhead to say? I, should, I, I could have broken this news. I, I got the the early screening link two days ago. HBO for whatever reason sends me this stuff when they've got like stuff that's going to show. Re- I, I'll, I'll, I literally almost forwarded it to you because I was like, I know you hate Jim Irsay, and I was like, I don't, I don't care. I know how much Trevor cares about this. I I, I think it's hilarious of the quote. I mean, they were prejudiced against him during a DUI arrest for being a rich white billionaire. Oh boy. <laughs> Even if you truly believe that, I mean, why in the world would you ever say that? Do you think anybody's going to feel a, sorry for you? Because he's a rich white billionaire who thinks he can do whatever he wants. Put the phone down, Jim. I mean, stop I, talking. Actually, I don't even think race has anything to do with it. He's just, a, he's just a, a rich billionaire who feels he can do everything he wants. Is Jim Mercer really a billionaire? I, I mean, he might be. He's, I mean, he inherited the team from his dad, Jeez. so he's never worked a day in his life. I'm sure. I, I mean, guess most NFL team owners are. I don't remember how long Ursay family owned the Colts, though, when they moved them. It's a bad look. It's a, it's, a, it's a bad quote. Bad quote. I mean, he's not, he's been, yeah, like I said, he's just not a great person to begin with. And then now you're going to sit there and say this. And I saw it trending along with, I guess, I, I haven't seen this now. This, I guess Matt Fife or Rife or the something. The comedian, yeah. Who, by the way, when I saw that for the longest time, I just thought it was a Matt uh, Rule. About, I thought it was just Matt Rule trending. It is not. And I clicked on it and I saw, I guess, he's being. Air quote canceled for a bad joke or something. I think there's some other stuff too. But he was a guy. I, I've never heard of the guy. Until, I've literally well, never. You heard have because we talked about him on the radio show. Oh, we have. When he came in town, like I think it was like a little bit over a year ago. Oh, I didn't. We know. mentioned how like I was like I've never heard of this guy, and now everybody in town is trying to find tickets. Like, like I've had like 70 people who were like, oh. "Can you get tickets to the Matt Rife?" And it was showed out so it was sold out so quickly. And that was the it. first time that I'd really heard of him. And I looked at some of his stuff, and he was. I mean, some of the stuff that I'd seen was kind of funny. I, I never got really into him, but yeah, there were some. I did the only thing I saw. I saw somebody pulled clips of where he he literally ripped off Ralphie May axed, which was not good. That's I mean, not good. I mean, he almost ripped it off word for word. And then I saw the joke that I guess everyone's so mad about Netflix, which I mean, it was I, 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 when I saw it, like, I was like, huh, eh, you know, it's he's doing the thing now on Netflix that like all these comedians are doing, where it's like you can't do comedy anymore, and here's like me talking, like complaining about how you can't do comedy that's anymore. Forcing like, it, that, yeah. I'm that, like, come on, man. Like, like, you don't need to do this. Yeah, like I, if I want good dark comedy, that's not forcing it. I'll go watch Angela Anthony Jezelnik, who's hilarious. You know, you think he, he, Matt Ripe is making you upset. Go watch one of his stand-ups, by the way. I don't think he's that funny. Well, and that's fine. And he's that's, definitely out there. And, but he's as dark as they get yeah. when it comes to his humor. He's a lot of one, one-liner dark humor. And it's not everyone's cup of tea. I get that. I mean, I have no problem with it. But it, I enjoy it. Enough people enjoy it to watch it and, and to make them successful. But, yeah, I just – I. I he doesn't. At least he does. He's natural doing it that way. Like if you're doing it just to do it, just to get clicks, and that's just that's makes you Dane Cook. Do you see the uh, and Dane Cook? No one liked Dane Cook. Well, they did for a while, and then it was like, okay, this guy sucks. <laughs> no one wants to be compared to Dane Cook. Not anymore. <laughs> he also now is what, the headline that we read a few months ago where it was like engaged to longtime girlfriend who's 22 years old. I'm like, how long time are we talking about? <laughs> yeah, no, he's like 50 something. 50s, yeah. yeah. Did you see the AU, AU Henio Suarez got traded to the, the Diamondbacks? Former Red. Oh, he did. To the Mariners last year. Yeah, he's, he's going to the Diamondbacks. Looking to bring a little extra oomph to that uh, World Series run, huh? A little oomph there. Gino, best of luck to you. Still love you. Good vibes only. All right, let's take some text, 502-414-1450. We've got a lot to get to before we get to the end of the show. I see Matt Chapman's the Eagles are, I mean, Eagles, the Blue Jays are going to have some competition trying to keep him off the page of market. Really? Looks like a lot of teams are going after him, yeah. Texas says, FSU didn't drop because they lost Jordan Travis. They dropped because Washington won on the road against the number 11 team in the country, and FSU played North Alabama. I don't think it was that simple. I mean, you knew the schedule going in. I, I, th- I think if Jordan Travis is healthy, 
they don't drop. I agree. I mean, they may have dropped when it was all said and done with, you know, Washington beating Oregon again or something maybe, but yeah, they dropped in that. This had this was all Jordan Travis all over it. Texas Trevor, if you were locked in that room for one day from the end of the show <laughs> to the beginning of the next day show, you would be in there almost twice as many hours as you were complaining about having to work this week. Oh, that's a lot of math you just threw at me, Texer. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and, I, and let's not forget my ACT score here. <laughs> that was the best moment of yesterday's show where you were like, just all the hours you got to work this week, I got to go in and do this, go in and do that. And I was like, I was like, you were off yesterday <laughs> and we're off Thursday. I'll say this. Though, you have for, a three-day work week. I'll say for Scoots, man. I left at 11. He came in just the two hours. If I had to stay into those two extra hours and still do something, I, Scoots, I got a new new sense of, of, of fondness for you when you help me out when I'm out. Scoots is a machine. Yeah, like I know it's not it's not the hardest thing to do, but it's and being here at like six in the morning, I'm tired, man. I, I needed that little nap. I went home, got I left here and got some soup over at Soupies and ate, and then took a little nap. I'm I'm good now. Texas, when Kentucky when a Kentucky player calls U of L fan snob, I kind of smile because I know that Trevor just stopped a radio show to tell somebody that he farted. <laughs> The first hour was all sort of jilted today. We were we were off. The rhythm was off. I had too much ice cream over the weekend too. I blame the doors and your digestive system. Equally. I mean, it's just it's been bad. <laughs> Texas, Mr. Rutherford, I hope you will forgive my transgression if you already mentioned the subject, but I would be honored if you would remind our fellow Cardinal faithful to remember to bring their teacups and saucers to the match on Saturday. I shall be ever so embarrassed if everyone forgets. We will look quite the uncouth fools. Thank you. I mean, are we going to golf clap on a sack? Yes. I mean, we're going we to have, like, 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 one of the, like, Greg's going to help us sign this quiet during one point. <laughs> Please. Have some respect. It's a football match. The football game. That's the announcer come up. Ladies and gentlemen, would you please keep it down? <laughs> Texas, as someone in his early 40s, I still try to get people together for Thanksgiving Eve, even though those days, even though these days we usually go from 7 to 10 and clear out before the crowds show up. I mean, I'm in my early 40s. He's in the same age as me. That's... Yeah, I mean, if we had, the, the, well, the thing now about being my age is my friends who live out of town like they don't come back anymore like, like their families are going to them like my fr- my friends who live out of state like they're not you know, it's not like they're we're 23 again where everybody's coming home to do thanksgiving at their parents house like they're just kind of hosting their own thanksgiving now so it's it, it's different but if they did come back in town yeah we would definitely do like a get together and probably do the same thing that you do go go to a bar and then like be gone at home and sleep by 10 30 I guess it's just the fact that one, I just didn't really stay connected with my my high school friends. Like once I got out of high school, I was pretty much like, well, you didn't finish high school. That's that's part of it. First too. of all, you didn't have to bring that up. That, <laughs> just, that was not a re- that was not relevant to the point. It kind of is. No, it's not. If you stayed for four years, maybe you would have. Well, I could have stayed friends. for six. Maybe it wouldn't have. Mattered. I mean, no. Well, you got to bring it up, man. I'm just saying, <laughs> snob. You're an elitist. <laughs> Your four years you're of high school. You're entitled. Trinity, I went to five, finished all four years. <laughs> Ooh, look at me. I'm friends with Brian Brom. Uh, Don't ever say that on the radio again. <laughs> We're buddies. Um, I forgot what I was talking about now. Oh, yeah, just, I don't know. I just lost track with it in my high school. That's why I wanted to do my reunion, kind of, you know. But some of the weird thing is, is two of my best friends I met like right after I finished high school, or what would have finished high school to, to make you sad. That's, that's what I was saying. Like, I, there are some of my closest friends today. Like, we weren't great friends our, our like, first two years of high school, and then like we became friends like later on in high school. So I think, I think well, he, mine was post high school. Like my buddy Ruben, I met like when I was seventeen, right out of high school. Our say our listener, I met when I was nineteen. We were both nineteen. 
I did like that you said 17 right out of high school. <laughs> you know, Doogie finished at 14. You <laughs> made fly- lifelong friends. <laughs> yeah, and I've been friends with both of them I, you know, now going on 20 plus years. So, But I don't know. I, the only person I talked to that knew in high school really, and we only talked that much to my buddy Chris who lives in New York. And I mean, we're mostly just like random, like every snow up and periodic texts about like Ohio State or something. Yeah. Like a game that's going on. Like, hey, the Dolphins look good this weekend or something. You know? <laughs> but then you're joking at me again. By the way, the, the, before we went to break at the top of the hour, I get a text from my aunt. Like, and for oh, thing, no. about Thanksgiving tomorrow. And, and, and you were like so worried this was something really bad. I should have kept you. Now I wish I'd kept you on the road. Well, I thought before. it was the reference that you made to your aunt. Uh, so, no. So my Aunt Judy, uh, who who makes like the, my favorite thing in Thanksgiving, like dessert-wise, other than stuffing, is a makes what uh, it's called a pumpkin roll i don't know how popular it is or not but mm-hmm. uh, it's like a swiss it's like a big swiss cake roll but instead of chocolate it's pumpkin on the outside and i'm not a big pumpkin guy, but i love this and i love them so much she brings two every year she gives one for the family and one for me only yeah i get my own pumpkin roll this is probably explaining a lot of my weight now growing up uh but i just got a text that said like something about she she doesn't know what happened she used the same recipe but she made the pumpkin rolls and they taste like crap and so we're not gonna pumpkin rolls oh no so of course I just immediately text like a gif. I'm like, I'm out. I'm not showing up. I'm done. I'm like the, God love the rest of my my family who just doesn't understand sarcasm. Yeah, I mean, like, so now I'm Trevor's not coming. I'm kind of because I have the, I have the you're gonna th- get them. They're not gonna have a plate for you. I have a family thread and it's muted, so I'm like seeing it light up like as we're doing the show, <laughs> but I'm not reading it and like it's lighting up, lighting up. And I just looked at it like the last break, and it's got, I've got like nine texts from them now. Nine hundred texts like. Trevor, it's not that bad. We've got uh, like my one hand's like describing all the desserts we're gonna have, like trying to make me feel better. I'm like, you made her cry. Like you people really think I'm not gonna show up. Like you just walk right in, just like push your hand out of the way, like knock the table over. I'm out. <laughs> you are serious about this pumpkin roll thing? Bye. It's my favorite day of the year. I just, I just kick her dog as I'm leaving out the kitchen door. I'll see all of you in 365 days. That's- Do better. <laughs> I'm. Don't even bother wasting my time at Christmas. Just like come in and don't talk to anybody the entire night. Eat and leave. Just give my food and get out of my way. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll finish up on the text line and we'll look ahead to the uh, the games of the night. Uh, we got the Maui Invitational final just getting underway. Oh, we'll crap. I forgot to bet on it. Give some updates there. Uh, well, again, 502-414-1450 is the Mike Weatherford Show. Last segment before Thanksgiving coming your way next here on 1450 one The Big X. Last year we both watched the uh, 
the Woodstock '99 documentary, and we talked yeah. about it on the show. <laughs> I think the thing that I'd Ted forgotten the 24-hour rave in the, in the hangar. <laughs> I think the thing that I'd forgotten about because you know I, I remembered the like Woodstock '99 being a debacle and the fires yeah. and stuff like that. And I remember that snapshot in time, like that was I, I was going transitioning from eighth grade to high school, so it was you know it was, it was a moment that I, I remember pretty well. Mm. I think the thing that I had forgotten the most that like shot was just how big of a deal Limp Biscuit was at that one point in time. Oh, like Limp Biscuit was like the biggest thing in the entire yeah. world, and then they fizzled out pretty quickly after that. But like I'm watching them, I'm like oh yeah, like it wasn't just like they had, they had a good two album run. They had a I mean a, a big time. I mean, th- but there was a point where it was like everybody's here for Limp Biscuit. Oh yeah, like Fred Durst is basically god to these people with his backwards Yankees hat. He came in Cardboard Heroes looking for one. That's what you said. And I didn't have we had some the lids. Yeah, but yeah, I- I'm surprised you have that on your Spotify though. Uh, I yeah, well, cause I don't I don't dislike Limp Biscuit. I mean, it's just. In fact, I have seen them in concert, kind of. I don't know if I ever told you this. Uh, they were, before they got big, their first album, they had a song called Counterfeit, which was a, which wasn't bad. It was a little more, a little faster version. Uh, they kind of sold out a little bit and slowed down when they got mainstream with this. But um, I saw them at Ozfest, but they were like the second or third band up. Mm. That's how low they were. And I remember them being there, and I had heard of them, and I had, I'd, I'd listened to that album, their their solo album. This this came off their second one. And I remember being like, oh, I'm, I don't want biscuits. I like that Counterfeit song. But like Ozfest, like Trevor wasn't like grasping how to handle himself with the first Ozfest. I went to two. Second one was better. Uh, the first one, like by like time Limp Biscuit was on, let's just say I'd passed out by a porta potty. <laughs> it's like noon, and I'm already like out of it. So I'll never forget like lifting up my buddy Danny, being like, "Trevor, come on, come on, what are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm just taking him to rest." I remember standing up, looking over, and there's a porta potty like to like 100 feet to my left. I'm like. Is that Limp Biscuit I hear? <laughs> like, keep rolling, rolling, rolling. <laughs> Again, that song hadn't come out yet, but yeah, he was like, "Yeah, they're, they're Limp Biscuits." Of course, it, it, if you go to a festival, if you're not the opening act, you're you know, or if you're not the main act, you're only playing like three songs. So, I was like, "Oh, Limp, let's get out!" And I, I went and saw I saw him play Counterfeit. There you go. I said that and meeting Fred Durst at the mall are my only two Limp Biscuit stories. There were some Limp Biscuit songs back in the day that I didn't I didn't hate. Um, the I, break I, song I like. I still get into that. Some break. I, I don't I, I can't play it on here, but yeah. that gets me pumped. That's that's on my list. I did like there was a, I definitely bought into like the Lincoln Park hype when they were like the Hybrid <laughs> Theory came out and it was like the most yeah. best selling album of that. Like I, I definitely got into that for a little bit. I was mostly just into rap like at that point in my life. But yeah, it's see I, the only thing about Limp, the only thing that did kind of bother me at them and Three Eleven other bands like that is I was like so big into Rage in the early nineties. Comparing Limp and Three Eleven, I mean, <laughs> whoa, Amber is the color. A little bit different than Break stuff. I don't hear the difference. Same thing. <laughs> yeah. Just present it differently. Nookie is the color of your embassy. <laughs> your embassy? Isn't that what he said? Energy. Oh. <laughs> Amber's the color I of your embassy. An embassy. I thought he, I thought he was going like to the embassy. He's talking about international affairs. I thought that's what he was, wasn't well, it? Way ahead of his time. All right, let's go back to the text line. We've got we've got about 20 minutes here before we got to get out of here. Let's get them. Get your thoughts in before Thanksgiving if you want to have them heard. 502-414-1450. We're getting texts like I got we're getting texts on here like I got texts. I looked at my phone. I told you I was joking. 17 text messages. Your family? Oh yeah. My my aunt is like, "I'll go get pecan pie if you want, Trevor." Like you like like now she's like trying to reason with me as if I really wasn't showing up. Gotta love it. Mally Invitational first half, <laughs> by the way, seven eleven to play in the first. Purdue leads Marquette twenty six twenty. Creighton also now having no problem with Loyola Chicago in the Hall of Fame Classic. They lead 78-57 with three twenty to go. Those are your Did, top twenty five teams. I bet you they're going to hit the under on the half, and I'm gonna I'm gonna bet it and bet it. I bet they're not. I bet that, I bet that half was. I bet that under was pretty low. 
Last night's over-under in the Kansas game, first half over-under was 71. Yeah, but that's Kansas. And the second half was 84. Purdue is going to slow things up. Marquette wants to run, but Purdue's going to – they want to play at a pretty slow pace. I don't know what it would have been, but – I would guess it would probably been in the 60s, probably. I would guess low 60s, 62, 63. Which, and they're probably going to hit that. Okay. Well, I'm it's 26, 20, 7-11 to go. We'll see. I never went to an actual 7-11. Oh, I did. I've been to convenience stores. Like uh, okay, yeah, but not like an actual legitimate Seven Eleven. Texas says, "Hey, Mike, I remember the discussion yesterday talking about the performance of Tyler Johnson and who he reminds you of. I thought about this, and he reminds me of David Johnson. He had a breakout game against Duke his freshman year. Tyler against Texas. Hopefully, he continues the upward trajectory the rest of the season. Uh, I mean, you have that comparison, <clears throat> but very I, different players. Yeah, obviously, I agree. Yeah. But if you're talking about like breakthrough performance, then I mean, t- they were both point guards. I mean, David Johnson's almost a foot taller than Tyler." Um, and bigger than that, isn't he? He's six seven. Tyler is what's six foot, yeah. if that. I mean, Johnson, very different. But if you want to say like they're injecting life into the team in a similar way, then I can I can buy that a little bit. I mean, it's eerie how Tyler is just having kind of the rest similar similarities more than anything though. Yeah, I mean, we, hell, we, we but like we saw more of Tyler, and I think we're going to see more of Tyler than we saw Russ his freshman year. Oh, like, yeah. Russ barely played. Russ was the third-string point guard on that team. And it wasn't even in the beginning of the se- sophomore year when he finally kind of – it was, wasn't it like three or four games into his sophomore year that he finally started getting some some playing time? What was his breakout game? His breakout – so he – the real thing, the, the crazy thing about the Russ Smith story was he was, I think, set to like not play much. Like they kind of told him, we think you should transfer. And, and if this uh, season doesn't go well, then like maybe you should go play for Manhattan or somewhere in the MAAC. I remember that, yeah. And he played more on the Bahamas trip. Because everybody got hurt. Chris Smith got hurt. Kyle Couric got hurt. And so he came out there, and he was like, I want to play the two. I don't think I'm a point guard. And, and Patino was like, you're too small to play the two. But they tried him out the two in the Bahamas trip just because everybody was out, and he like went off. And so I think they were like, okay, like we'll see what happens. It's one thing to score 50 points against bellhops and, and nobody's in the Bahamas. Can you do it against realistic competition? And he came off the bench at the beginning of the game at, at the season, but he still was putting up solid numbers. And they started him against Memphis in early December. Yep, good call. And he played. Now. He played fantastically. And from that point forward, it was like, all right, like we can't win without this guy. Like he's he's yeah. great. That by the way, that Memphis game was at that point a career high of twenty four. He was great in the game. I was there. It was it was an awesome game. Yeah, I'm looking at that right now. It's a good good call of memory there. Texas said, "Did Shaka Smart's outburst last night make you higher or lower on him as a potential replacement to KP?" I like Shaka. Yeah. I've always liked Shaka. I think he would. I thought he would do well at Marquette. I thought he would do well at U of L. I think he would have been a tough sell a couple of years ago because his teams at Texas never advanced in the NCAA tournament. But like, I, I like the outburst last night. I'm not surprised at all that he's having success. I think I think he knows ball. Does it worry you though that, that, that he lacked the success at the bigger Texas program? I'm thinking that that, that same kind of fear of maybe hiring him at Louisville where. No disrespect to Marquette, we are a bigger program. We are, but I think that we have more. They have good co- tradition. I, I think that we have more in common with Marquette than we have with Texas. I think that we're like, like we're we are a basketball first school. We are. I know that right now football is de- demanding the spotlight, but there are obvious reasons for that. Mm-hmm. We're going to put a ton of money in this. We're going to put a ton of support in this when it gets right. Like, I, I think that if you can win at a place like Marquette, you can win at a place like Louisville. Like we're like at Texas, you can be the Marquette number. Marquette also has one national title, and it was in 1977. Sure, but like you know they've they've been to a Final Four in relatively recent history. They've played in regional finals. They play in the Big East where basketball comes first. Yeah. It's a proud basketball fan base. It is. If you're a top five team at Texas at this point in the season, like you're still not filling out your arena. Like you know, they're, they're, mm-hmm. And football still – you're playing second fiddle to a six and six football team if they're having a bad year. It doesn't matter. Like I, I think that we, we have more – our money 
and our stature is more similar to Texas, but I feel like our mindset and the way that the program is supported is more like Marquette than it is Texas. I would think Marquette fans, and I don't know this for a fact, but I think Marquette fans would probably be more loose and forgiving if you're having like an average season. I mean, when's the last time they really ran a, a, a coach out? Uh, Steve Wojciechowski, before they hired Shock Sport. <laughs> Was that, okay, because that, that's who replaced Buzz, right? Yeah. Who he left was, on his own, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, Buzz Wojo did, on his yeah, own. Wojo did kind of underachieve, didn't he? Yeah. Texas says, I watched planes, trains, and automobiles last night, and while it's it's the best, it always makes me sad that John Candy's gone. Mm. But then I remember that I have Trevor to listen to in the afternoons, and everything was okay. I love you, big guy. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, happy Thanksgiving. You, uh, it's, where's your other hand between those two pillows? Those aren't pillows. <laughs> How about them bears? Hell of a season. Hell of a season. I will watch. Um, I, it is a family tradition in the Kelsey Manor to watch plane trains, automobiles. Uh, to the point where I've been seeing, you know, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation on the dial, and I've been avoiding it on purpose, uh, and avoided Poor Christmases, which is an underrated favorite ho- holiday Christmas movie of mine. You do like that movie? I do. It's a funny movie. I think it's under. I don't think it gets enough credit. Um, but Plane Trains always comes first, and we watch tonight. It's on the DVR, still saved on there from like some movie channel I recorded it one day, so I didn't have to have commercials. I can't wait. Looking forward to it. It's a tradition like no other. The best Thanksgiving movie out there. and Not that there's any other really competition. It's like the only one. I know. And now they're making like a horror movie. I was like, oh, great. They, they're making a horror Thanksgiving movie? Yeah, you haven't seen these commercials? I don't think I have. Yeah, it's like, it's like, it's like, be thankful. You're still alive. <laughs> it's like. Well, it should have come out already then. You're missing the window. I think it's, I think it's, I think it comes out tomorrow. I mean. There's such a limited window for Thanksgiving stuff because I feel like for most people, like that time, they're like, I do celebrate Thanksgiving. It's one day. Like I celebrate Christmas before Thanksgiving, then I yeah. celebrate Thanksgiving on the day, and then I'm right back into Christmas mode. So it's just like you know, Thanksgiving is the holiday of like the kid who has his birthday on Christmas. It's, just, it's, it's, it's not fair. Yeah, yeah, it's just so unfairly overshadowed. It's such a great holiday. Texas, if we win out and it includes an Orange Bowl win, is it the most successful season in history? Yeah. Oh, uh, I mean, more than the last Orange Bowl season, though. Yeah, we would have. We, I mean, we would have a conference championship yeah, game. Have, you're right. You're right. We'd have yeah. more ranked wins. We would right. be an undefeated Florida State team unless they lose this weekend. Like, I don't think there's any question. Yeah, you're it'd right. be the most successful season of program history. I think you're, the the winning the AC championship game is would put it over. I think the hump of that previous Orange Bowl team. You're right. I mean, we've never won 13 games before. Yeah. Texas says. Uh, sends a picture of this year. I'm thankful for the University of Cincinnati hiring this guy. It's Ned Flanders <laughs> in a Cincinnati outfit. That's good a picture. Great. I like that. Couldn't be more grateful. I am very thankful for Scott. You Didn't know, they we, lose again this last weekend? Oh, they got pummeled. Yeah, by West Virginia, right? I think that's it. Was whoever they played killed him? Yeah, I, I think it was. You West picked them, I think. No, 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 no. Oh, you didn't pick against them. I, I picked. I, I picked them against them two weeks ago, and they did not cover. Oh, okay. We stayed away from that game this week. I couldn't. Remember. Okay, I knew. I knew. You, I, knew you, I thought you picked them at one. No, point. the one time they won was the one time they were my big ex, big bet to, <laughs> no, to not cover <laughs> against Houston two weeks ago. I was like, you got to be bleeping kidding me. Yeah, I think it was since I had to look it up. But I think it was Virginia was because they did get pummeled. I believe you're right. Texas, have you heard any rumblings regarding Jarvis Brownlee's availability for this weekend? I don't think he's going to play. They I would Kansas last. What? Cincinnati's last game is against Kansas. Yeah, they're probably not going to win that one either. No, they're going to go. Is that three, a three win season? They're three and nine. And they somehow beat Pitt. <laughs> I know. On the road. Eastern Kentucky, Pitt, and Houston are their wins. Dude, weird enough, two of the three wins will be road wins. <laughs> Texas, Trevor, your Pacers are scoring 160 points in a non OT game. The Pacers are very fun. That game last night was wild. I saw that. Well, the Pacers don't try to guard any, not to anybody else does either, but. Um, 
But that's yeah. a different level. Yeah, they are they are they're just giving which if that was the case, then why'd you trade Sabonis? I mean, that was the whole reason I think they traded him is because they were like he doesn't play enough defense. The over under was like two twenty five and it cashed in the third quarter or something. I think the Pacers don't they have like I think they're like second or third in the league right now. They've got a good record going on. They're playing well. They they advanced in that whatever tournament thing. In season tournament. I'm not, don't, I think that's right. Don't you you don't get me old man ranting on this stupid in season tournament thing. It's so stupid. Texas says, going to need Louie in a full tux on Saturday with a top hat and a cane. That would be a great move by the marketing team. <laughs> Give me Louie in a tux. <laughs> with a martini glass. Doing the, doing the, the uh, Leonardo DiCaprio gif from Great Gatsby. Where he's doing like the, the cheers. <laughs> yeah, I know you know it. Everyone's using it. <laughs> Texas, oh, Angry Guys is, is mad at me today. Oh. Angry Guys, I'm just not realizing, was the one who, who was mad at me for eating... Uh, f- Waiting till five to eat Thanksgiving food. Mike, you take your school visits for your three-year-old kid, four-year-old, and take them to the Nutcracker book readings. That's snob as it gets. No, it's not. I mean, everybody tours schools now. Now? I was going to say. Yeah, we didn't tour schools when I was growing up. I was going to say, did I? Yeah, it was just like, you go to the school that's close to you. My mom was, yeah, which, which one's going to pick him up? Yeah, <laughs> like, uh, basically, yeah. Zachary Taylor's like, we'll do it. He's like, she's like, you got him. <laughs> Pretty much how it went. He also texted in this morning to KRC, does Trevor eat butt? It sounds like it. Oh, is that who sent that in? Yeah, that's angry guy. Oh, because my response was, I don't know, what does she look like? <laughs> <laughs> and TJ and Nick were like, dude. Texas, this is the most meaningless UK game in years. We're still absolutely going to win, though. I was thinking about how UK has only beat us once with an actual good team. Cards by a TD. It's never meaningless. And I, I would argue, I, I get that on the surface, you know, if we lose... It doesn't change us playing in our conference championship game. The the CFP stuff, like the playoff, is probably like it's it's even more like there's a very minimal chance at this point. We have got we've got no chaos and we're at number ten with two weeks left to go. So I, I get on the surface it's kind of meaningless. I think the fact that we've lost four in a row to them and we're having this season and they're having a down season makes it super meaningful. Like you need to win this game for our sanity. I agree 100%. By the way, I, I know this is random. Uh, someone had texted earlier about early 40s and, and being going out, still going mm-hmm. out. They had two other texts from the other day. I think you just kind of overlooked it, and it happens. But one I thought was funny. It says, UK dude just mad he didn't get to go to the balloon glow. Well, yeah. <laughs> and then, Everybody yeah. is. Then he also accused me of at least being a music and movie snob. I don't think I'm a music snob. Movie snob, maybe, but not music. You're a snob, but like, you don't have snobbish opinions. Like You're elitist, but you're like... You're the guy who's like, the Godfather sucks, but this 80s movie that you've never heard of that has a 3.4 on IMDb is actually the greatest movie ever made. <laughs> Mannequin is fantastic. I've rewatched Mannequin. The Godfather I, sucks. I just rewatched Mannequin the other day. You're more of just a movie contrarian, I, th- I feel like. Is that what it is? Well, but, see, but I'm not like that for everything. I hate when people, because nobody says the same thing. He's like, you ate everything new. I'm like, really? Let's go through like the Oscars nominations for like the last five years. And most of them I've liked and watched. Like, I just... You can't. I, I dislike one thing, and everybody thinks I'm a contrarian. It's like I'm sorry, I don't be a sheep and jump along with everyone else. You do dislike everything new. <sighs> Not everything new. All right, we gotta go faster. Okay, let's go. Let's go. Sorry. Texas, the best loss ever for U of a football was the UK last year. If we had won, Sat would have gotten an extension and not left for Cincy. That loss may have been the most pivotal point in Louisville football history. That's actually a really good point. Mm, yes, yeah. If we win that game, because that takes us from seven and five to eight and four. Yeah. Maybe he stays. I think though, so I had gotten, I caught wind during the season. Like most people had said, and I didn't know if I believed it or not, but that that it was like a done deal. 
that it didn't matter where he was going. He was just going to go somewhere after the year was over. Like he was, if he got fired, he got fired. If he won enough to leave, he was going to leave. But Scott Satterfield was not going to be back the next season. But maybe that wasn't true. Maybe beating UK would have done enough to calm all those fears and calm all that negativity, and he would have stuck around for another year, and we would have lost out on Jeff Brom and lost out on all of this, and we'd be six and five right now going into a game against a six and five UK team. Maybe. Thank you, UK. Thank you. <laughs> we both won, actually, last year. <laughs> I think so. You yeah. got the Governor's Cup trophy. We got the Jeff Brom trophy. We both won. You, well, you won the battle, but we're, it's because of it, we're going to win the war. Texas says the residents of New Albany elected a mayor who thinks that football is just now starting. I think TK could be the mayor of New okay, Albany. Okay, for the record, though, for you, you New Albany haters out there, I, I found – I had, I, I had to go last night, and I found the old basketball spot that we're going to run. I just got to edit it because he, he mentions Jim Shannon, who is no longer the coach there. That means you got to edit it. That means it'll be up, in, I don't know, early February. <laughs> it's going to be football season for another three months on the Big X. I'm just waiting until football comes around. So I'm like, oh, sorry. No reason to send a new one now. Texas Clawson looks like he was about to cry. He was upset. I think, yeah, he was trying to laugh laugh it off as if he's being joking. But he was, <laughs> yeah, he was a seriously upset. Yeah, he was. He was scoring. Lo- he was uh, scoring lover there. Is that the right word? Yeah. It's actually funny. I'm. I'm. I'm actually laughing. It's. It, it, it's just kind of funny to me that like you know she slept with that guy. It's. It's hilarious. But that's the guy. We're nothing alike. Yeah. It's just. It's. It's. It, I'm not mad. It's funny. I just you know I put her through 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 four years of college. You know I I I created her. She I she's she is who she is because of me. But you know that's fine. You she can go sleep with you know the model. Oh, is in our bed that we bought together. That's that's hilarious. That that's that's just cute. <laughs> that's so funny. We picked out that mattress together. Hilarious. It was my brother. Oh, it was my brother. Oh, <laughs> it was my brother. Yeah. Hilarious. So I'm not mad at all. It's just funny. It's just I funny went, that she. Did I once wrote a movie script where the girl uh, broke up with a dude who uh, left him for the punter. I would love to read that. And I was like, you know, like why we thought it'd be funny if he left him for the punter. <laughs> Texter says, uh, who all has eligibility and is coming back? Who is leaving? That is a loaded question to answer at 553. Uh, I mean, mean, lots of people have eligibility and are coming back. Lots of people are probably going to leave. So, I mean, we can get it. We'll worry about that in a couple weeks. I think we'll, I mean, the thing is, you don't even know. You hear murmurs about some guys, but for the most part, it's going to be kind of a surprise to everybody. I'm sure the staff will sit down with everybody once the season ends. Some people will make decisions to go elsewhere. Some people will choose to come back, and some people will uh, try to go pro. Texas says Dion thinks we're snobs because he saw that we offered the defensive tackle transfer from the Ivy League. We did. We offered. The did kid, we? Yeah, Joey. Something like, like transfer portal season's already started. We offered the kid who's defensive tackle. Uh, he was a FCS All American. He was first team All Ivy League. He's gotten a bunch of big offers already. Uh, his name is uh, Joey Slackman, which I love the name. It's <laughs> a great name for an Ivy League guy, right? Bring in Slackman. Bring in Joey Slackman. Maybe yeah. that is why we're we're snobs. Texture says um, the Jim Irsay. Uh, Jim Irsay has now tweeted during like during the show. This happened just like uh, less than an hour ago. He said, "And on first take, the woman that preceded Stephen A. How dare you pretend to know me? I don't know your name, and I don't care to. If my black mother Dorothy was still alive, you'd be in some big hot water. You are mean and ugly. You're nothing burger. That can't be the real Jim Irsay. It is his name, Honestly, though. It I has a blue check." Put it past. I think it is actually the real Jim Irsay. By the way, his, I found out, I found that his dad made his money off of uh, heating and, uh, and air conditioning installments. He's no Allen Electric, if you ask me. And his first act when he bought the Colts in 1972 was firing Howard Snowberger. Mm. Again, and you wonder why the Irsay family I've, I've said for years is he just morons and putzes. Texture says. Um, 
Uh, Ross has a long text. Uh, let's see. Okay. It's a lot of text, Ross. Well, t- well, the thing Ross does is he sends it over and over. I know. Yeah. Because he sent me, he's, he's like, he's like, he's caught on to a little bit of the He DM me and he's like, he's like, do you just like skip over my message? I'm like, no, you, if you text a bunch, it goes back to the top and I work from the, the bottom of the messages up. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're, but you're here, Drake. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I, I, well, I'll watch the video after the show, Ross, and see what you're talking about here. But he says, no, we don't change bleep. Whatever you've worn for the comeback against UVA in Miami, you wear that fit again on Saturday and we beat UK's ass. Also, this is Ross. You didn't get to this yesterday, but it's still relevant. I told people after the spring game on the third uh, down, third banner pod to be ready for it. I told everyone the Con Gone Wild was going to be a thing this year. Con Gone Wild. Con Gone Wild. He's calling for a Con Gone Wild touchdown pass to Joey Gatewood on Saturday. Would okay. love to see it. See, seeing uh, Fence Tile do something against UK would be even more special, though. Ooh, baby, baby, it's a con wild world. <laughs> you can't take the word. It's a con wild. Texas, Trevor, I've eaten seven pumpkin rolls since October. Does this mean that I'm turning into you? <laughs> Good Lord, dude. I think you passed me, maybe. A lot I, of pumpkin rolls. I only eat one a year. Texas pumpkin roll is my favorite is my all-time favorite dessert. It is good, man. It is. I, and I don't like pumpkin, but I, it's, I do like it. I'm a weird dude. Texas, the season is a joke if they lose to UK. That's not a joke if they lose to UK. No, I don't know. It's there's, it's obviously going to have a sting, but it's not a joke. Texas, well, I'm upper class high society, God's gift to ballroom notoriety, <laughs> and I always fill my ballroom. The event is never small. The social pages say I've got the biggest bleeps of all. Is that a song reference? It's got to be. What is that? I, did you judge Google it? I mean, I'm going to Google it right now. Uh, it's a song by ACDC called Big. Bleeps. Oh, I've got big. Yeah, I, yeah, I know that song. Okay, I didn't. I didn't know all the lyrics to it. All right, quickly, rapid fire. All right, rapid fire. Go through it. Texas, living it up by Limp Biscuit is so good. Is it? Uh, <laughs> I don't even know it. We just slowed down the rapid fire. Texas says nothing says snobby like Fred Durst. <laughs> Texas, how many beers do I have for the noon UK game? Six, four. Texas, are we winning by sixty nine? Giggity. Yes. Texas, we burnt a bleeping jersey this year, whatever it takes. What I tell myself is all big-time college football programs would do basically anything to win. I burn it. Texas, Danny Hurley is the college basketball version of Dave Clawson. He was whining about schools that were trying to get Samson uh, Johnson in the transfer portal and about Miami players getting NIL deals last year. Yeah, except Danny Hurley wins national titles. Another <laughs> guy saying my mom an angry guy. Texas, things, things more entertaining <laughs> than watching UK football on XXX tape starring Trevor's mom an angry guy. At least they, they learned to move away from pops. Texas, angry guy's wife uh, fakes orgasms. I don't think angry guy's married. I don't think, why would you care if she did? This is a big booty. <laughs> this is big booty Aunt Judy. How am I seeing Yeah, no, the big, hey, Aunt Judy does have a big, she does have a mom jeans booty, okay, but leave Aunt Judy alone. She's. I love Man Judy. She's one of my favorites. Texas says, uh, Mike, the last 10 times Kentucky's had a bowl-eligible team, we are 1-9 against them when we have been bowl-eligible the last 10 times. We're 6-4. and four. The last 10 times we've both been bowl-eligible, we're 3-7. and seven. Now, does that count when we played them at the beginning of the year? I was going to say, it's hard. Like, like, you know, we beat some U.K. teams that went on to suck, and we beat some U.K. teams that went on to be good. We didn't know they were bowl-eligible at the time. We've only played at the end of the season for the last, what, nine years? I was going to say, have we even played 10 years last season? He brings that up. 2014 was the first time. So this would be the 10th. How can we be one and nine? It has to include years we put in the beginning then. Yeah. That's kind of hard to, to count. It's like two of those, we knocked them out of the bowl. All right, real quickly, we've got uh, – do we have any college football tonight? <sighs> if we do, I, I, I'd pick it wrongly. We don't. Uh, we were right on Bowling Green last night. I should have bet it. We got AW tonight. AW tonight. Uh, we'll pick the uh, – okay, the, the Gonzaga, UCLA, the Maui fifth-place game. TK, who you got? Um – 
Gonzaga. Gonzaga is a four and a half point favorite. I got UCLA. I'll take Gonzaga again. UCLA pulls the upset. Go, go Mick Cronin. Nah, All right, everyone have a happy Thanksgiving. We're thankful for each and every one of you, even the a-holes, even you, angry guy. We love you. Happy Thanksgiving to you. We're back Friday at 3 o'clock yeah, baby. to get you ready for Saturday's game against Kentucky. Go Cards. Go Thanksgiving. Go Lions. Sports Talk, 1450 and 96.1 FM. The Big X Sports Radio, WXVW, Jeffersonville. 96.1 FM.